Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Boomstick XL. And somehow or another, my camera just took a dump live on the air. Folks, I have to fix it, but we're going to get into I'll fix my camera momentarily. Uh, listen, thank you so much for being here on, uh, of, of course, tomorrow is Halo Infinite Day. It's pretty much been Halo Infinite Week, month, potentially even a year, because a lot, a lot of us are still playing Halo Infinite multiplayer. As a matter of fact, yesterday, I got a chance to hang out with Zemi Games and Makilla Gorilla. And we had a blast just talking about Xbox. We were talking about the reviews. We were shooting mofos in the face. I didn't do as great as I would have liked. But you know what? I don't know about anybody else. I love being in a party with people. But I just am not in the zone when people are talking to me. Like, I can't become the killer that I know is inside of me. Right. So listen, let's get let's let's start with, of course, the introductions. And then we're going to get into a really heart warming story uh this is something that brought a smile to my face this is something this is one of the reasons why i absolutely love xbox and it's just their, their social media presence and understanding is just on another level and what we're going to talk about to open up the show is exactly uh why they are uh, and i believe going to eventually become the market leader and 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 just just completely dominate this generation but let's start with zemi games zemi first of all brother you never have a problem shooting people in the face you're actually quite good and uh there was a rumor that was thrown out there by the by, by by a couple of people that you like to talk shit on there and i have to defend you and say i don't know what they're talking about zemi exactly i've never yeah. heard of such things <clears throat> yeah no, I mean, if you play with me, like you for sure, 100% uh, will realize that I do not talk trash or, or anything. I'm just a I'm just a perfect person that is just kind to everyone I'm shooting. Uh, you know, yeah, at 100%. I, 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 you know, talking trash, I don't do that. Um, but no, man, super excited for today's show. Um, the topics are absolutely fire. Uh, and, uh, you know, after this show, I get to go and play some more Halo Infinite multiplayer with brand new weekly challenges, which I'm super excited about. Uh, maybe, hopefully, I'll finally able to beat your uh, your battle pass rank, boom. And, yeah, uh, and then, of course, tomorrow, uh, the campaign drops. And yes. uh, I think, uh, you know, I would love to see the numbers of, <clears throat> you know, like today, how many people are playing multiplayer, right? And then tomorrow, whenever the single player comes out, I would love to see how many people transition from multiplayer to single player. I'd love to see those numbers. I think that that would be, uh, I don't know, funny, maybe. Uh, I, you know what? It's going to be very interesting to see how many people do run over and play yeah. the uh, multiplayer, uh, that are playing multiplayer, they're going to go over to single player. Uh, I know that's been a lot of talk uh, that, you know, some people are going to wait on it because of co-op. Uh, co-op obviously is something that we talked about last night being uh, maybe it has been a factor in some people's points coming off of Halo. Uh, I, 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 100%, I absolutely disagree with that. Uh, and, and last night on Primetime Gaming, I, I basically brought, uh, I thought, a, a pretty good argument to the conversation regarding, um, um, you know, a game that's exclusive on Sony uh, in uh, The Last of Us 2. Last of Us 2, you loved it. I hated it. I hated it not because it was bad graphics. 
because I thought the graphics were stunning. Um, I thought yeah. that the uh, the you know the weapon crafting was fantastic. I thought the stealth was probably on another level, unlike anything before it. Um, but I thought the story was a drip drab, uh, and it seemed like it was thrown together because they didn't know which direction they wanted to go in. But again, that's that's not for this podcast. My complaint is that in those reviews, those god tier reviews that that game got for for some for good reasons and some for not so much was uh, one of the things missing from that game was factions. Um, and as of today's date, they still don't have it. And we're talking over a year now. Uh, now, we have a suspicion that what, Mike, uh, what, what Sony is going to do is The Last of Us 1 remake that they're working on is going to include it so they can charge you $70 and make you pay for factions when factions should have, in fact, come with The Last of Us 2. So in those reviews that were god tier that i just said momentarily ago uh they never mentioned factions as a matter of fact sony did what sony does best they make you forget about something that's missing or not there uh and you just go on about your business so again i still think that an 86 where it's currently sitting is fantastic um uh, i believe it's may potentially you know there's still 15 bigger sites that are waiting that are doing their review in progress. So it could go up a point. It could up two points for that matter, but it's probably going to stay either an 85 or an 86, 87. And I think that's fantastic. But uh, listen, enough of that shenanigans. Let's get into the rest of the uh, panel here. Pong soul. You guys had an incredible Saturday cast. Uh, once again, epic conversations. How the heck are you? Doing great, boom! Uh, winter has arrived, so the snow is falling here. The temperatures are dropping. I am jealous. <laughs> I know you are. That's why I had to bring it up. I, I know you love it. I love looking at it out my window. Just don't like the rest of the garbage you got to deal with, right? So, but anyways, uh, I get to play hooky on Tuesdays uh, yes. from work uh, in the morning. So I am happy to be here as always. Good to see you all, brothers. Great to see everybody in chat. We do have some awesome topics, like Zemi said. Uh, so I am ready to talk some games. Uh, this is the best time of the year. So let's it get is. down to it, boom. Yes, well, it's great to have you back, brother. And of course, next up, Boxenberger, who just dropped a pretty hefty uh, uh, video, of course, to his growing YouTube channel. Uh, how you doing there, brother? Welcome. What's up? What's up? Yeah, Halo is almost here. I'm in a super good mood. Um, I took off two days um, on Thursday and Friday, so uh, I can't wait to dive into Halo. Um, but first, we have an awesome show here today. We have some fantastic topics to talk about, and I can't wait to do it. Well, it's great to have you on, brother. And yes, uh, I can't wait to get into Halo. I am going to be playing it nonstop. I'm going to try and figure out a way to play both because I'm having so much fun uh, and I'm halfway through the battle pass. I just hit level 51 and um, I, uh, I'm really enjoying myself. Uh, I just got the, uh, the kill where the person burns and turns into a skull, which I thought was pretty dope. Uh, and I have to add that and a few other things. But uh, last and no way least, Mav, how the heck are you, brother? What you been up to? Just a bunch of random crazy stuff. Uh, family stuff, you know, uh, been busy. But tomorrow is upon us, boom. We've been waiting, or I, I don't know how many of us have been waiting six years for this day. We're on Halo Eve, everybody. This doesn't happen very often. So I got this, I got this like 
feeling inside this like um you know it's like it's like my blood is filled with glitter or something right now i don't know man it's like <laughs> i love wow. it wow i'm like wow inside is it, right now. but is yeah. it green <laughs> glitter is that is it's it green, green glitter yeah i i hear like monks singing everywhere i go like, Mav, it's like Mav, a, you it's need like to go see a doctor I don't that know. Like Caitlin's been putting something in your food. Condition. Math. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> something Light outrageous. What is it's not what normal. Is the, what would that be like called? You know, glitter blood and 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 then hearing monks chanting and singing like constantly. Like, is that a thing? Maybe I need to go. You're right. I'm gonna go. A, a blood infection and maybe some level of psychosis. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Man. Now that it now that it's deciphered a little bit, I I, I think I, I think I'm gonna be okay. You know what? There's only one thing that can fix this, and that's booting up Halo for the first time. Yep, absolutely. So, that's where we're at. I can't wait. Okay, well, listen, I I, I think we're all on the agreeing uh, that that Halo is gonna stop the world, and uh, and I and I know that a lot of people have been uh, online talking about how Activision is dropping the new uh, uh, Call of Duty uh, map. But I I think it's not only is pathetic, but no one's gonna care. No, no one is actually going to stop to play uh, the new Call of Duty Warzone map when Halo is releasing. And it's the first time in, since 2015 that we got a new Halo. So I, I don't think anyone is going to care. Um, but you know what I do, I, I what I'm going to have to do is me after I give my spiel, I'm going to let you take over. Cause I got to reset my browser because I, my camera's taking a shit live on the air and it's annoying me, but I do want to talk about a real heartwarming story folks. Um, you heard me talk about it in the opening. Um, out of the big three, Xbox has been the 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 the, the platform that has uh, an incredible way of reaching out to their fan base, and and this comes in the form of Phil Spencer answering people's tweets. This comes in. We've seen Aaron do it. We've seen Larry Herb do it. We've seen Matt Booty do it. Sarah Bond is getting in on the scene. She has exploded on the scene as being very social. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's incredible to see because these folks hold extreme high positions, high corporate positions that normally will not interact with the people, right? They're, they're, they're very, but Xbox does things just a little differently. And speaking of different, um, yesterday, a uh, Twitter member by the no by the name of John Snow one one seven. His uh, his Twitter handle is at Xbox underscore Superfan in all caps. And indeed, by looking at his collection, he is a Superfan. And and, and Boxenberger happens to actually been talking with him, so they kind of they they know each other, which is pretty cool. I follow him; he follows me, um, and he is. One of these community members that you don't see getting in the middle of the, the console war shenanigans. He's just a huge Xbox fan. So he posted something on Twitter that I thought was super cool. And uh, he what he wrote was this. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Come on, Halo. Or, you know, at 343. I work all day on Wednesday with three laughing emojis. Please. And he and he and he tagged uh, Phil Spencer, Aaron Greenberg, Xbox, and the Microsoft Store. And it's a picture of him uh, wearing a Master Chief he, he, uh, helmet uh, with his 
unbelievable Xbox uh, uh, Halo collection behind him with a sign, and I'm going to read it verbatim, Hey343i, can I play Halo early? And why that is, why we're talking about it is because of how cool what happened right after. Um, Brian Gerard, who is known as Sketch, he is the community manager for 343 Industries. He says this while responding to him. Impressive collection. Hey, uh, check your DMs, Spartan. Folks, they sent him the game early for him to play because he was working all day tomorrow. Zemi, I mean... We don't listen. This is not this is not a fanboy statement. What I'm about to say, it's just facts. Yeah. Okay. I've been covering gaming for four years, but I've been gaming since 1978. And Microsoft is a, what they do is a rarity. It doesn't happen very often. And in, in the way social media has exploded over the course of the last you know five, maybe even ten years. Um, you don't see many companies doing this. You've never seen Sony do this. We've you mm-hmm. definitely are not going to see Nintendo do this. This is pretty this is epic for a, a multitude of reasons. I mean, here he, here's a guy that is a big fan of the box, big fan of Halo. He throws it out there and 343 responds and sends him the game a day early. That's that's incredible. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm a little jealous, if I'm going to be honest, just you know, a little bit, because I kind of, you know, I kind of wish that uh, that um, I had thought to buy a bunch of Halo stuff and like, you know, take a picture of myself and, you know, come up uh, with that amazing piece of content that Jon Snow posted, uh, you know, so I could be playing it a little bit early, uh, you know, today right now. Um, <clears throat> but overall, I, th- I think that it's fantastic what Xbox does on on social media their their social media strategy has just been absolutely fantastic and you know huge shout out to to uh, sketch who was the person that sent him the code in the dm i think he's the uh or one of the community uh, managers or community coordinators uh at you know that works at 343 for the halo franchise so i think that's fantastic but it really just shows how on ball xbox is uh, at at looking at their 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 socials and and hearing what the fans say and of course whenever a fan uh, asks for something that that you know is completely reasonable and within their power to do um, it, it's it's awesome to see that they jump out and and you know reward uh, those fans that are extreme you know hardcore fans of the brand and 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 the franchise and and so on you know just the fact that they go out of their way to reward fandom in ways that other companies just quite frankly don't um and and, and one thing i've said on this show is that there's a lot of things that xbox does that they don't have to do right like no company has to do most company or most consumers don't even expect it right uh but xbox does anyway right even though they, they don't have to and i think that this is just another one of those prime examples of that occurring uh out of out of many um pong what do you think about this how do you feel about uh you know this this event occurring did you see it online and you know overall how do you feel about xbox on social media <laughs> yeah i did see it online uh and i thought it was fantastic as always again there's not 
in this day and age, especially with a company the size of Xbox um, and Microsoft, you don't see this kind of connection with its customers um, as frequently as we probably should. Uh, they are masters at getting out in front, uh, being there with the people, with their fans, uh, and they've put a big emphasis on this. We see more and more of Xbox executives like Sarah Bond jumping on Twitter um, and interacting with everybody. And I think that creates a connection that goes beyond just, you know, your normal, hey, we appreciate your fans. Uh, we appreciate all your support. We appreciate the love. Um, it goes beyond that. And, it, and it, it makes it that much more special to be a part of the Xbox ecosystem. Not for everybody. A lot of people could care less, right? And we're a small mm-hmm. bubble on Twitter as far as the overall gaming uh, industry. But the the actual benefits of that can't be uh, stated enough when it comes to this because overall people talk about this stuff and then other people hear about it and are like, really, Xbox is out here doing this kind of stuff? That's kind of cool. So to see something like this, to see a super fan shoot his shot, as he said, uh, put it out there just into the internet space uh, to the Twitters, uh, to the Twitter gods and tag some of the Xbox people and say, hey, look, I'm a super fan. If you can't tell, look at the wall behind me. Uh, I kind of kind of a big deal here uh, to me. And you know what? Can I play this game early? Uh, every, you know, reviews are out. Review codes are out there. Can I can I just get a little something here? And for Xbox to actually step up for 343 to step up and, and actually respond to him publicly on Twitter and say, check your DMs. That's that's like like Boom said, it, it's heartwarming um, to all of us kind of geekdom, right? All of us nerds out here who love that kind of just uh, interaction with, with the, the things that we're fans of. Uh, to have that happen to somebody is uh, brings a smile to my face, and it did yesterday when I saw it go down. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I think this is uh, just a continuation of what Xbox has been building. This is how important it is to them. This is why we have what we have uh, when it comes to, you know, this transparency. Um, and it's obviously, again, you can say it all day long. Phil could sit there and, and, and tell everybody, hey, this is what we want to do. We want to be a part of this community. We want to make sure our fans know that we're listening. You can do that all day long. But unless you have a bunch of team members uh, that believe in that goal and actually show it by doing it, then it's just words. But at the end of the day, Xbox has gone up and beyond on many, many occasions uh, to do stuff like this. And I think it's important. I think it is a key to their success uh, down the road and in the future. And uh, just happy to see it keep uh, keep going. Yeah, no. And I think like what you said there towards the end uh, really, really stuck with me that, you know, it's one thing to say, hey, we're really fan focused. It's a completely other thing to actually show that you are fan focused by interacting and engaging with the community online and hearing their, you know, their wants, their wishes or whatever and doing whatever you can to to make those things come true. Mav, what do you think about this? Um, did you see the post online? Uh, and what's yeah. your takeaway? Yeah, I thought it's great. I mean, and this is also coming off the heels of the major fallout on Reddit the other day, right? When like he basically had to like to say, "Hey, everybody, <clears throat> chill out." You know what I mean? Uh, he had this long post and was like, "We're doing the best we can. This is what we're addressing, and all of this stuff." And then he he, he kind of put some stuff out there, knowing he was going to get attacked. And he 
as much so as they end up having to shut down the uh, the Reddit over the weekend, right? And it's yeah. uh, coming off of that to see as much crap as they get, right? As much negativity as they are just overwhelmingly having to consume. And then to come out and still keep that positive energy about the brand, about what you're doing, and then do little things like this and not let it get to you. You know what I mean? Like that, that speaks not only to uh, Xbox um, and everything, but to just Helm as a community manager, honestly, and, and that uh, entire team at, at 343. I mean, they've been through a lot over the last six years, right? Um, Halo comes with unprecedented expectations in the gaming industry as far as what people expect from a game like you have to check all these boxes and if you don't people are upset and what they have achieved with this game is seeming like it's overwhelmingly positive with missing some things that people kind of overreact and go crazy about and they have to take all this take all this on while still focusing on making sure they get everything done and to come out with little things like, Hey, yeah, I see you one person. That's a huge halo fan asking for this. We got you. You know what I mean? It, it, it means that there's still, no matter what, all the chaos and all the stuff that's going on, that their community focus is, is still shining through. Right. And that was something that's come on ever since, I've seen extra since you know Phil came on board with uh, with Xbox to really step in the forefront, bring back the fan base. That was one of his pillars, right? Of of his attention to hey, we need to show the fans that you know we uh, we respect them. We want to earn their respect back, right? And little things like this go a long way with that. Yeah, this is we're talking about this one little instance now on a show. It's our lead topic, right? I mean, just because because of the suggestion. So a uh, shout out to the fan, right? Uh, I'm jealous of your collection. I wish <laughs> I had that. I, I wish I would have been investing, you know, for like 10 years in Halo stuff, just so that way I could get to play Halo early as well. I'm uh, like, I, I made the wrong move. You know what I mean? I, I, I was, I did, I didn't plan ahead well enough. But uh, you know, shout out to um, him and three for three. It's, a, I think it's a great thing. Yeah, no, I think that's an excellent point. Like, you know, because he he did get uh, a, a lot of fire, you know, at, at certain people in the community uh, for, you know, uh, just how they feel, you know, Halo Infinite's multiplayer could be better. And you know, he did post that very, very long uh, blog post, update post, whatever we want to call it on Reddit. Um, so, you know, things <clears throat> definitely were... Um, I would imagine very stressful for him in, in, in that situation, oh, yeah. but he still, you know, goes out there, does his job, is professional. And I think it speaks to, you know, sketches, you know, character and, and his ability as a community manager, which I think is great. And I also like how, how you added in the the part that you're, you're just a little bit jealous, Pong. You, uh, you know, I actually led with that as well. Are you a little bit jealous? Just a, just a slight little bit. Of course, anytime anybody gets something like that, of course, how can you not be right? So, I mean, again, but you know what? At the end of the day, I just, I'm happy for, for game, you know, just for that gamer specifically, again, he shot his shot, right? Anybody could have done that, but he actually put himself out there and tried it. Guess what happened? It worked. So congratulations for him. So my jealousy, you know, I can wait. I I don't have that big of FOMO, but it, but there is a little tinge like, 
hey, why didn't I do something like that, right? So, no, yeah. no good for, good on him. Good on him. Yeah, I, I just kind of wish I would have thought about it and, you know, just invested as much money as he did in Halo merchandise over the yeah. years. Archimedes, man, <laughs> <laughs> it's never easy coming last. But uh, how did how do you feel about this? Did you, did you see it happen on social media? But more importantly, you actually have spoken to John 117. Um, you, you said, you know, in the green room uh, before, you actually spoken to him before. And then also yeah. on the back end of this question, are you a little bit jealous? <laughs> yeah, well, um, uh, I'm not really jealous. I'll get to that in a second. Um, yeah, I know John uh, for a while now. Um, we've been following each other for, on Twitter for, I think, two years now or so, and we've had our conversations. Um, he's a super Xbox fan. His basement, entire basement is a, is a dedication to Xbox. I think he has every merchandise that Xbox ever released. <laughs> he's just a super fan, and um, I'm glad to see someone like him get such a code because he is a super positive community member, member never engages in the console war bullshit. And um, so, yeah, he definitely deserves it. Um, I'm, I'm not really jealous. Uh, I mean, he gets to play the game two days earlier and he really sure. deserves it. Um, I'm, I'm more, more kind of jealous uh, for those who got actually the review code um, because I didn't get one. That is what, what I was hoping for. But um, yeah, no, uh, John definitely deserves it. And um, it's a great move from, from, from Microsoft. Um, it just shows what we've seen over the last five, six, seven years um, from, from the executives from Microsoft. Uh, I don't think there's any other gaming company out there where the executives are so active um, on social media, and every studio has a very active community manager. Um, I only know a handful of, of um, really active community managers um, from other gaming companies. I know, for instance, Ben Studio has a very active community manager uh, from Sony, but almost every Xbox studio is very active on social media, and this just shows that they um, really try to engage with um, with the community, with the fans, and that's a fantastic way for market to market um, your, your product these days. I mean, social media is big. It's probably the biggest marketing channel you can have, <clears throat> and for them to, to make use of that and do little things like this... Um, I mean, it doesn't cost them anything, but um, hey, they got us to talk for like 20 minutes on a podcast about this. And that's just that just shows you how effective such a thing can be. And for John, I'm I'm happy that he gets to play Halo uh, right now. I'll be playing that on, on, on Thursday, by the way, uh, because, yeah, you can't preload Halo Infinite. You have to actually download it um, at launch and it um, with my internet, I won't be able to play it on Wednesday. I have oh, to wait no, till Thursday. No, don't say that. <laughs> uh, they they release it on seven p.m. and uh, I have uh, I I doubt that I will be able to download it um, before I go to bed on Wednesday. So yeah, but yeah, you, I'll be you playing that on you Thursday. Can't pre, you can't preload it though. No, you can't. You cannot. Hmm. You cannot preload the the Halo campaign. Hmm. Yeah. And Xbox servers here in Germany, or at least in the region I live in, are really not good. So I won't get, <laughs> be able to, to. Well, play. that's why you do both Thursday and Friday. Like then hours. obviously that, that makes sense. So at yeah, least Thursday absolutely. and Friday you can enjoy yourself. Yeah, it, it, and I definitely will. Yeah. Mom, well, listen, Zemi. Thanks so much for the save. No I problem. figured out what the problem was. It was the stupid stream deck that I had plugged in, and it just 
ruined everything. This is what the folks, this, the, you, you see this kind of shenanigans is why I don't game on PC, which I'm a console guy because, you know, you're trying to run the show. I put a lot of work into these damn shows and to have, you know, it sucks when things go wrong. Anyway, Zimmy held it down. Zimmy did. Of course he did. I, I did. Course. I did my best. I am. I am not even half of the host that you are. <laughs> stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Listen, Mav. Uh, as someone that uh, loves interacting with the community, it's something. It's something that you and your wife Caitlin do to uh-huh. an incredible level, which is why we love you guys. Yeah. Right. Um, seeing this happen uh, is is really great and it's not just great because as a community we get to cheer that 343 did something uh B- boxenberger just said it it's this guy's a super fan right he, yeah. he his whole basement is xbox right it, and, and you love to see it that when someone that loves the box as much as this guy does gets his wish granted in a way that he didn't expect. Like, he put it out there. I'm sure that in his mind, he's like, yeah, they're not going to even know who I am. And here they are. They dropped the game early. I I, I love the story. That's why we opened up to today's podcast. But it, what, what are your, your thoughts on this? Well, I want to say first that Zimmy made the right move earlier and, and went in the correct order and put me before Archimedes. So... I did already <laughs> chime in on this. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Everyone, everyone's um, covered it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I, so yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, there you go. But it's uh, awesome. It's yeah. freaking cool, man. It's super awesome. So. This is what happens when you're offline. So I, I, I missed it. Anyway, listen, <laughs> no, folks. Uh, gr- great way to open up the show. Great way for us to celebrate Halo. Uh, again, it's currently sitting at an 86 meta, which I think is a great score. Um, I think that's fantastic. Um, again, my personal beefs about people taking points off for two things missing. I Again, I, I'm not downplaying it, folks. Like I said, I've had DMs from people that went out of their way and said, hey, listen, boom, you don't understand. Like, I played with my dad, and I want to now play with my son. You you can't argue with that. That's beautiful. That's, that's, that's what gaming is all about, generation down to generation down to generation. And you can't argue that, that someone is going to walk away, and they're going to they're gonna be they're going to be upset about that. Um, as a reviewer, though, I I I would if, if it was me, if I was given the opportunity to review it, I would review it based on what has been presented to me. Multiplayer, single player. Would I make a mention of it? They, I, I wish that these were here. Sure. But these are modes, folks. Right. And I understand that they are part. They have been a part of Halo for a long time. But this is a much different Halo than what we grew up with. This is an open world Halo. So this is a much much different Halo, but again, we're not gonna we're not we're not gonna you know go down that rabbit hole. What I do want to talk about, and this was again, folks, outside of the Halo news, there really hasn't been a lot. I know that uh, Forza has crossed twelve million, which is freaking ridiculous, right? Uh, that they've crossed it in such a quick time. I do. I do want to bring up a conversation that uh, again, this is a self-made. This is one of those com- this is one of those uh, topics that you know I sat back and I decided to write an original topic. And you know, at the end of every year, right? As gamers, we all gravitate to a particular publisher that had a banner year. Uh, we've seen Sony do it in 2018. We've seen them do it in 2019. They launched some really epic games into their first-party platform. 
Um, I'm not going to go over what those games are. You folks, if you're a fan of the pl- of, of many platforms like I am, you'll understand that they did have back-to-back banger years, right? But this year, 2021, uh, Microsoft has quietly put together, I think, and I've said this before, one of the best um, years in a decade for their first party. And we have seen Halo, which you got on your screen, which is releasing tomorrow officially. Forza Motorsport, uh, Forza Horizon 5, which had now just crossed 12 million players. Age of Empires 4, which of all the rated, uh, all the reviewed first party games is the lowest at an 82. But a lot of people love Age of Empires, you know, and, and, and obviously, you know, the 82, not not bad. Right. I mean, some people are like, yeah, hey, if it's not a 90, it sucks. It's not actually true. But, you know, you had Age of Empires, Psychonauts 2 sitting, I believe it's an 87 or an 88. I'm not sure. Um, but that's that surprised a lot of people. Obviously, Double Fine does what Double Fine does best, and they know how to tell an incredible story, and they did they did just that. Um, and of course, last but not least, what else do we have over here? Uh, we had Flight Sim, which sits at at, at, at a uh, at a low ninety. I think it's ninety two, which is incredible. And if you if you factor in Deathloop by Bethesda, who is now owned by Microsoft. Man, talk about a banner year. Uh, Zemi, I want to go to you real quick on this. Uh, when yeah. we start talking um, publisher of the year, does Microsoft get deserve to be in that conversation? Who else? Yeah, that, that's great. I mean, great way to put it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, no. I mean, I, yeah. who, what other publisher released this, the, the quantity and the quality of games that Xbox has, has put out this year? Like, I, I can't think of one, right? Um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, that there's no publisher that can compete with Microsoft now or Xbox now. But, you know, quite frankly, Xbox, you know, out of, out of you know, all the major publishers, in my opinion, uh, put out the most and the best games uh, of this year. So a- as a publisher uh, for, for so far this year, I, you know, I, for me personally, I, I, I find it really, really difficult to to find someone that is uh that 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 performed better as a publisher this year right um and and see that's one thing that that, that's really interesting is that so often we look at at xbox not as a publisher right um we, we we see ea as a publisher and thq as a publisher and ubisoft um or ubisoft however you want to pronounce it as a publisher right um but we but we very rarely ever see sony nintendo or xbox as publishers and and very much so in all rights they they actually are and and i think you know as time goes on that's going to become even more you know um apparent to people um but but for sure, you know, Xbox absolutely, in my opinion, deserves the the title of publisher of the year, uh, just based off of the quantity and the quality of products that they've been able to release this year. And the crazy part is that we're just getting started. It's just going to get, you know, wilder and bigger and crazier as the years go on, um, you know, be- because you know, I mean, there's there's just so much in the works over, you know, at at Xbox and with their studios and and who they've acquired and all this different stuff. Um, you know, it, it's just getting started. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I 100. I I don't see who else uh, you know competed better than than Xbox this year as a publisher. 
Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I, I th- definitely think that was a great way to start it. Who else? Because, yeah, I mean, one could argue Nintendo has put out quite a few uh, impressive games. It certainly, it would have been great to have the Breath of the Wild 2, like everyone was anticipating. But I believe we're going to get that in the first quarter of next year. Pong, I want to go to you next on this. Uh, Microsoft, like I said in numerous podcasts, has quietly um, really started what I believe, and I agree with Zemi, going to be back-to-back-to-back years of incredible first-party. I mean, as Xbox gamers, right, we have been, this is what we've been waiting for, right? We, you know, the whole last generation, they had plenty of incredible first-party titles. But, man, when you look at what they released this year, mind you, during a pandy, right? So we take that into account. 2022 and 2023, we could potentially have over a dozen first-party AAA releases, and I think they may even overreach that one per quarter that we heard that was rumored that they want. They want one per one AAA game per quarter. If you look at what we think is coming in the Fables, right, in the Avows, you know, in, in, in plenty of the other games that we have coming out, it's 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 pretty impressive, but for this year, what is your opinion on them holding the crown of publisher of the year? Well, I don't think you would be wrong. I mean, I think you know, people might disagree. There's certainly people with different opinions out there, but I don't think you would be wrong to say that by any stretch of the imagination. Again, you got to look at the year as a whole, right? And even though they didn't have much at the beginning of the year, they certainly made up for it in the second half of the year, right? And that. That's the big thing. It really doesn't matter when the games comes out, games come out. It matters how they come out. And right now we're seeing Xbox uh, specifically on an upward trend, right? This is what we all were hoping to see with their new focus, with all these acquisitions they've made, with their new focus on making sure that we got quality, not just quantity, uh, that they were giving all of these developers the time And we saw that, especially with games like Psychonauts 2, uh, who were given the time, Double Fine, um, and those wonderful people over there were given the time, the resources to make Psychonauts 2 what they wanted to make it, instead of having to cut corners as an independent studio, as they talked about many times they would have had to uh, do to get that game out. Instead, they were allowed the creative um, time to make sure the game had all of the aspects that they wanted in it before it launched. And even though that's a multi-plat, it's still a first party studio. And so we see this progression now with Microsoft and Xbox, all the talk again, just like in our first topic, it's, it's, it's one thing to say things. It's one thing to come out and say all the right things and say, Hey, this is our new direction. This is what we're going to go for. You know, we understand that we have to improve here and, and, and this is why we're making all these acquisitions and we're committed. And you, you could say all these great things in the public space, but you have to show it at the end of the day, because that's what this business and this industry is all about. And Xbox is doing that. Now they're coming out. They made the huge. And I still think, I still say one of the most courageous decisions in the industry's history to delay Halo by a year. And I don't say that lightly, but they did that anyways. And now they are, you know, witnessing and actually just reaping in the benefits of making that tough decision of costing hundreds of millions of dollars, potentially in advertising last year, all of that stuff. 
Halo is now hitting the right notes. Yeah, there are still some Indeed. things missing, but they are hitting the right notes and they're getting the praise that they deserve for doing that. And so this is what we want to see Xbox in the future down the road. But this year specifically, the second half of the year has been nothing but stellar for them. You know, even remove Deathloop. I wouldn't consider, you know, yes, it's a first party game, but let you know, let's realistically 90% of it was completed before they were a first party studio. But still, why they go make that acquisition at Zenimax, people have, you know, talked, you know, there's people on with certain agendas that decided to try to downplay the Zenimax deal, guess what? No, you're you're getting nothing but high quality uh, talent from that acquisition, and Deathloop is proof of that. And what yep. we can expect down the road when they start making it. So yeah, this year has finished out stronger than I think any year that I can remember in recent memory. Uh, probably going back to the 360 era for Xbox for sure. And I think that this is proof positive. Now they've got to continue to do it. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, they don't have let, to. Don't let off they have the, to the do pedal. Yes. Yeah, they have to. They can't. They can't let up in any way, shape, or form. They can't rest on their laurels. Mm-hmm. I don't think they will. Phil and his team has already been in a spot where they kind of did that and were floundering a little bit. We've seen Sony do it in the past as well. You can't rest on them. And I think it's 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 nothing but go 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 from here on out because. Their actual goals are so much bigger this time around. It's transcending what they normally would be looking at during a console generation because they are trying to reach 2 billion, 3 billion people. They are not going to be able to let up on this at all, even if they wanted to, which I don't believe they do in any way, shape or form. So I think that, you know, we are seeing the fruits of that labor of all that work they put into to get to this spot. And so I think for me, the second half of the year is just the tip of the iceberg. It is what we are going to see down the road in the future. Could there be a slip up here and there? Of course there can. This is a, this is an industry that's very risky. Every project is risky. Even if you give these projects the maximum amount of time and resources, it could still fall flat on its face. We know this. We've seen it happen in the past. However, I think that if their commitment that they're showing here and now in these games that are coming out right now as we speak, the Forza Horizon 5s, the Halos, um, that commitment is going to pay dividends down the road. And I think that that's what we're going for here. And if they can really honestly pull off that one home run per quarter, and I actually think, you know, Mav and I had this discussion plenty of times. Mav has done a whole video with, with the amount of content that they're, that they're making deals for and that they have in house, that could actually be one every three, one every two months that we start once they get ramped up to speed. Now, yep. if they can continue this trend right here, if we can see this kind of quality come out of them consistently with all of those hits, look, you're, you're talking about domination in a way we've never seen before, okay? Because nobody can match the output. So It's, it's just it, too many studios. and they It's have too just many, too much. And they have it's just too, too many games. Now, again, you bring up a great point. Uh, we're looking, you know, for peeking behind the curtain into the future a little bit here. It's pretty interesting because when you think about, we, we know that they have 35 plus games that they're working on internally, first party. We also got to take into account that there are several second parties things that they're working on. And also they may be locking, they may, they may be doing, you know, may, maybe pulling a Sony with certainly uh, certain smaller titles, locking those down, the output and, of games. And just to just throw this in there as well, to, uh, 
they're also still looking to acquire new studios. That's a great point, Zami. Fantastic point. Done. I didn't even I didn't even <clears throat> put that into the equation. And yeah, it's pretty yeah. epic. Yeah, it's it's incredible, boom. But again, this second half, yeah, absolutely, I can I can definitely hear the argument, and I would be hard pressed to uh, argue against it that they are publisher of the year for this year, even though they didn't have much at the beginning of the year at all um, outside of third party deals. I definitely say the second half is worthy of a full year's worth of content with what sure. we've gotten. And, and that's pretty, you know, gears tactics, throw that in there. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. I know it was on PC first, but it doesn't matter when you bring a game like flight simulator or gears tactics and you bring it over to console, it's a big effort and it's worthy of consideration for the total year. And gears tactics is better than even what the scores gave it. That's coming from a strategy guy who likes playing strategy games. That game is phenomenal. And again, it's not for everybody, but it's phenomenal. Um, so I think that just the second half makes up for whatever lack of that you want to talk about in the beginning of the year. So, yeah, I definitely can hear that they're publisher of the year. And I think this is a conversation that we're going to be having for the foreseeable future. One, two, three, four, five years out. I think we're going to be having this conversation on a regular basis with their new focus, with their acquisitions, with all the talent they have in-house and the Un, basically at this point when you want to look at it unlimited resources behind each yeah. one of those studios really there's no stopping microsoft and xbox right now from not being the dominant force this generation yeah and you know what let me bring it over to boxenberger i want to add to what everyone has already said that i didn't add before when you uh take uh xbox game pass and you add that to the equation of 2021 and you also take into account that Somehow or another, they were able to move as many Xbox Series S consoles in this year during a pandy. Does that say for you, publisher of the year? Oh, 100 percent. Um Sebi said it beautifully. Uh, who else? <laughs> um the the thing is, in the first uh, couple of months of the of the console generation, actually, uh, Microsoft didn't have much uh, outside of the medium. I don't think there was any release un up until July, um, in terms of exclusive uh, games. But uh, that was definitely not the plan from Microsoft. Um, I think we can agree that uh, Microsoft uh, probably had a different launch. Um, in mind when when they launched uh, or yeah when they launched their serious consoles um now this year has been amazing um yeah. i mean starting from july we had every month a big banger we had the flight simulator in in, in july we had in august psychonauts we had in uh, september what was september um age of empires uh, we had then forza we had uh, um, yeah, fourth and November one, Death Loop, yeah, uh, uh, and then and now we 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 are getting Halo. So yeah, that's that that it's just an amazing year, and it is only the very very beginning. I mean, we can all do the math. They have twenty three studios. All of them have their own projects. Yeah, it's not like uh, any of those are support studios or something like that. They are uh, full production studios. They they have their projects most of them have multiple teams and multiple projects in in the making and that's why we know that microsoft has something around 30 to 35 games in the making as of right now 
And that's only the first party stuff. Um, I think 19 of those are announced already. Mm -hmm. um, and we know about them. Uh, that There's they are 14 making. games that are also unannounced and only have project names. Yeah, exactly. And and but that, that that's a lot of um, uh, second or third party deals as well. Um, but anyways, let's stick to the first party stuff. S Thirty to thirty five games in the making. Um, even if you um, go to to these uh, games and say, okay, the average development time is something in between three to five years, which is the average time it, it, it takes to make such a game. That means that we are getting at least at least seven to ten games per year. Yeah. That's simple math. It's, it's incredible. So, yeah, not, not not all of those are the AAA games. Obviously, there are smaller projects in there, like I don't know, a Grounded, um, or something like that. There are these uh, smaller passion projects in there, but that should definitely make for at least five to six um, major releases each year. And that's just what the status is right now. That does not include any second-party deals next year. One of my most anticipated games is Stalker 2. Um, yeah, we have uh, have these deals as well. They come on top of those. Um, so I think um, over the course of this generation, we will have that discussion each and every year. Um, Microsoft is going to publish a ton of games. Um, that's, that's just a fact. That is something you cannot ignore. Um, there are there is basically no other publisher out there that has this kind of amount of um, AAA projects in the making. Um, not even an EA is is going to release like six AAA games each year. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think uh, Pong said it. They are not done with the acquisitions. They are only going to grow. So yeah. Um, Will we have that conversation more often? Definitely. This was only the beginning. 2021 was only the very, very early beginning of what Xbox is delivering this generation. And it's going to be, I think, one of the best, if not the best generation we had so far in gaming. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And again, this is something I think we've all been waiting for. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's transpiring right in front of our eyes. And like I said, uh, what a way to start what we all believe is going to be back-to-back-to-back -back -back years of incredible first party where they're put the cherry on top of 2021 for them is exactly what you see on your on your screen the the multiplayer listen as a as a shooter it's perfect now i i get a lot of people have issues with the ranking they're working on it and they've been, and they've been doing it because i've been ranking up like crazy even when i'm not using double xp so I've been having a blast with it. They're going to tweak it, and we're going to get we're going to they're going to continue to build on it. But man, the foundation is strong. But for me, the cherry on top of this beautiful banana boat Sunday—that's not a chocolate pie. P.S. By the way, Zemi Games um, is the Halo Infinite single-player campaign. This is this is three four three's coming out party. This is something we've all knew that they could do, and they have delivered. Uh, like I said, I didn't watch a, too many of the uh, reviews because, you know, I saw a dealer, I saw ACGs, I saw a few others. I don't want to be spoiled. Like, I want to really enjoy this. I want to start it up and just dive myself right into it. My headphones on, lights off, and just enjoy it. So I didn't want to know too much, but there's a lot there to be excited about for, for sure. Mav, let's get your opinion on this. With what everyone has said, 
What is your personal opinion on whether or not with the media uh, decides to name Microsoft as publisher of the year. This is something that is going to come up in conversation because it's it, they do it every year. Has Microsoft earned that title? Uh, I think without a doubt. I mean, there's really no even close competition for a publisher this, this past year, right? And this could continue going forward. Oh, sure. Right? With, so... I mean, it's going to, there's going to be some years. Uh, I think 2022 may be a little bit more interesting uh, between uh, play, with PlayStation in the fold as well, right? But because um, you're going to have some big releases. But man, like going forward with all of those releases, like you guys keep alluding to and stuff, it's just going to be absolutely insane. So it, it all comes down to that, uh, that they need, to have quality, right? With Game Pass, if you fill it with what people would say, fodder, Game Pass fodder, and all that kind of stuff, you're not going to attract people to a service that's a subscription service. And they, once they made this whole shift uh, several years ago, they really doubled down on quality, right? Um, it's a dedication. And you've seen that with making difficult decisions with some of their biggest franchises, because of their dedication to quality. Could they have put piece something together and released it last year for Halo Infinite to meet that launch of Xbox? They they could have other games do this stuff all the time. Xbox used to do that. And not anymore, right? Instead, now, after delaying a year, guess who is leading the way for the Player's Voice Award at the Game Awards right now? Halo Infinite. Microsoft with 20, with 20 nominations. Yeah, uh, well, right now, Halo... In Infinite is the leading vote getter for the fans' voice. Uh, yeah, the for the player, fans' voice. Yeah, yeah, for the yeah. Uh, player, player choice. Voice, yeah, yeah. Player, player choice, choice word, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So, I mean that that they've come a long way, right? It come come a long way from the last generation where they they couldn't buy a win, right? They they, they were investing in different things or trying to do different things, and they just because of the mind share the negativity or whatever even when they had something that was solid and good it didn't get the attention it deserved now they rededicated to quality and because of the hype and the momentum of the console and because of the success of game pass as well you're seeing that their successes um be fully realized among the community and shouted out loud and isn't proud, it refreshing right? to see that mav like look folks it is. this is this is isn't this isn't a we're not going to turn this into a console war thing but as an xbox fan i loved xbox last gen yeah. I, I, you see my my gamer score it's almost it's over three hundred thousand now mm-hmm. i love playing on xbox but it was hard to sit back and watch them get assaulted the way they did and and you know mm-hmm. we're not going to point fingers at who who was responsible for it they just weren't ready to arrive and yeah. they are here now mav and they have arrived and my god have they arrived yeah it, it, it was a lot of work too i mean for them to get to this point i mean they had to like spend more than any other company they have yeah. to like do more marketing than anybody company they got to do more fan service than any other company they got to have the best services than any other company. They got to do all this stuff to get the respect back, right? Because even when you had things going decent with some decent games, it's just there's no there's no excitement. The uh, things got overlooked. Um, too much negativity out there, 
And, and to to crawl out of that is difficult for any company. And the way they're doing it is not only doing it in uh, fan service with positivity and all this stuff, but the, it's doing it, it's changing the industry. Yes. They're making industry changing uh, moves uh, this generation. And it started with the, the end of the last generation. There's really, really started this momentum train. You started seeing people be like, okay, I see what Xbox is doing with the One X. And then they started, had Game Pass and, and then they started getting some momentum with this stuff. And then the only thing that was missing from the puzzle was the big time first party games, right? And they had been investing, but it takes time. It takes time. We know that they had investments in 2018, 2019, uh, continuing in 2020, and that are going to keep doing that. But it yeah. takes time. So everybody that was saying, hey, Xbox has no games. Xbox has no games. Dude, my oh, backlog is as tall as you are. <laughs> it's crazy. Now now you look at the amount of games that are coming, and, and the people that have been following have been seeing this, right? They've been they've been seeing this this tidal wave is about to approach, and we've been telling people you're not ready for this, right? And it has officially begun. When you look at the games that they launched this past year, and the dedication to quality, giving developers more time to complete their games, make their games bigger, hiring new talent at the studios, investing in growing all of the studios that they acquire, all of this stuff is compounding and turning into High rated games. All yeah. of these games, even the ones that come out only for PC, like Age of Empires over an 80, right? Um, on 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 meta. And you got Flight Simulator originally launched PC. Now it came to a console. Gears Tactics was really good. So you can put that in there. Wasteland 3, Psychonauts 2. You know, you got now we get into Halo Infinite. You also got the high, you know what? Uh, One thing we forgot to mention, Mav, uh, that came out in December, uh, uh, uh mid December of last year, that could be considered a, still a part of the 12 month plan was Hive Busters. Like that came yeah. out of nowhere, and yeah. still, my god, it's probably some of the best gears content, best looking gears content, uh, in quite some time. Oh, it's huge, and it was, a, it was a blast to play, and it was the first time I had played a game. I was like, wow, this doesn't seem like it felt really like possible last gen, like with the what I was experiencing on the Series X with all of the effects and everything going on. But they're, they're continuing with this quality thing. And like y'all are talking about the amount of games coming because like Pong alluded to that video that I that I had done and put together. It was like there was a total, I think, of about what we equated to a possibility of about 60 games in the pipeline. Yeah, right. It's, it's and, and, and and the other key point to this, the other key point to this was a lot of the games that they come out with, they don't end support on them. It's not one and done. They release it. It's out there. Okay, that's it. They continue to support these games and they get better over time. So games like Flight Sim is getting consistently new content. Forza Horizon 5 is going to get consistent new content. Halo yep. Infinite is going to get consistent new content. A lot of these games are going to get consistent new content. So when they launch, it's not only, wow, this is great now, but it's only going to get better over the course of generation as you're going to get these free updates. You're going to get the, if they do release a new console, let's say three or four years from now, like a mid-gen, guess what? You're probably going to get updates on all these games. They're going to support that at either higher resolutions, higher frames, all these things because of the way that they are incorporating smart delivery as well as all of the free updates within their franchises. So that plus ongoing content plus the quality to begin with, with uh, with the attention to 
uh, quality that the studios are giving the extra time and given uh, more studio space. Hellblade developers, Ninja Theory, got new uh, freaking uh, mocap studio. Um, and Exile moved into a brand new studio. Yeah, they're, they're growing teams, building new teams. Right, we just got other news about other other new teams being uh, built. Right, and we're gonna talk about that in a second. On. There might be a secret fighting game team, and we got some yes. information on who might be leading that unannounced studio in a few minutes. But yeah, please continue your point. Yeah, I'm just the amount of content that is going to be quality going in with this studio is only started with this year. Yeah, this is the beginning. And there's no hand, there's no, like, who was even second? You know what I mean? At that point, you got to really think about it. Who could compete with second? You got to debate there, Yeah. right? But there's really no debate when you look at the amount of titles that they came out with. It's it's a pretty, pretty uh, clear choice that this year belonged to Xbox. Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, listen, whether you, you agree or you don't agree, if you are an Xbox fan, and I think that over the nearly 300 people that are here are probably Xbox fans, which is why you're tuning into the Xbox Factor podcast, would agree with that particular statement. But before we get into topic number three, which, of course, I could not wait to talk about because I'm a diehard Killer Instinct fan, and folks, my dreams might have been answered. Uh, I have a couple of Super Chats to get into. The first one of the day comes to us from a good friend of the show, generous friend, uh, Drawn TJ drops a five hour super chat. Says, Hi, boom, and panel. He's sick and staying home watching the off- awesome podcast. Well, dude, hopefully, you feel better so you can get down with some Halo. And it's funny that you just happen to get sick the week that Halo is releasing. I'm dying, but hey, good on you Uh-oh. for being home nonetheless. Uh, Gerald Mack, generous friend of the show, didn't just drop one super chat. He drops two, and the first one for $2 says hit that like button. Thank you very much for that. Yes, if you are enjoying the podcast, please, for the love of Joe, hit the damn like button. And if you're new, please consider subscribing. His second super chat comes in at $5 and says Microsoft is the sleeping giant and is now fully awake and backing uh, his little brother, uh, Xbox. People should uh, brace for it. Uh, This is just the beginning. Indeed, it is. Uh, Keo Walker, good friend of the show, he drops a $5 super chat and says, just a reminder that Winter Game Fest starts today until the 21st. Yes, and that is interesting because they're going to have a lot of smaller titles that we didn't know that you'd be able to download and play. Uh, I love these kinds of events uh, to, you know, get a chance to play some games that, you know, that are, that, you know, we're going to get like a sample size. I don't necessarily know if this is the right week for it per se with Halo, but I'm still going to download a couple of games nonetheless. And our brother from primetime gaming, Kay Asante, the voice of the uh, circle podcast on the Gaming Circle podcast on Saturday mornings drops a final Zoom chat and says, good afternoon to the best daytime podcast panel. Thank you for that. Great points all around. Special salute for Zemi Games. His smack talk is only second to his gaming skills. Indeed, it is. Like, like I said, folks, he, I mean, listen, I can't, you know, I'm not going to publicly admit that he talks trash because I don't know. I don't, I don't know what anyone's talking about. I'm going to be right there with what, you. I've been, I've been yeah. playing with you for weeks now and I've never heard anything. So <laughs> I'm, I'm nothing but a pleasant person to be you around. Are, you you know? are pleasant. Yeah. You, especially when you're, uh, you know, beating down these kids that think they're good at Fortnite. But <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's, let's get to topic number three, folks. Listen, 
Uh, I'm going to mention someone that is very famous on Twitter. Hey, he goes, hey Boom. Yes, boom. Sir? Did you get uh, Gerald Mack's first uh, super chat? He said, you yes, missed. I did. Yes. The, no, yeah. not not the last one you just read, but the first, first one. The, the one for two bucks. Re- really early. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah I got it. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. He just mentioned it in the chat. So I yeah. No, I got you, Gerald Mack. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I, I could have sworn I mentioned it. Uh, uh, the $5 one. No, the $5 one. Me way early. Carrying me uh, in Halo Victories salute. Oh, you know what? I did miss that one. Please read that again there. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I just read it. was Gerald Mack. He had a $5 um, uh, super chat, and he said, Shout out Mr. Boomstick and Zimmy for carrying me in the Halo Victories salute. Oh, you <laughs> like that. reading that one, Zimmy. Yeah, yeah, well, of course he does. Zimmy's like, I'll uh, take that. <laughs> you want me to read that again, Boom? I can read no, that no, again. No, no, that's quite, once, once right. quite, quite nice. I might yeah. frame that one, honestly. Thanks, Gerald. <laughs> Well, yeah. Thank you for the uh, for the generosity, brother, and thank you for the comment. Listen, you you we were having fun. We having a great we having a great great conversation, as well as playing. And uh, I normally don't like to talk when I'm playing because I, you know, like I said, I I, I like to concentrate so I can get my kill on. But uh, I do want to bring up topic number three, folks. And uh, it comes to us uh, a couple of days ago from a good friend of this community, Tim Dog, also known as at xcloud tim dog on twitter uh he writes this on twitter something tells me we are getting a fighting game and he puts a picture in of now i'm gonna butcher this poor man's name it's aaron piper guards i think it is or jerds um he is now an executive producer at microsoft and his title uh that's his title it says no studio. It says Xbox Game Studios Publishing. But here is where it gets interesting, folks, and where my my detective brain turns on. Uh, he was an executive producer at WB Games from 2017 to 2021, four years, one month. And before that, he spent eight years with NetherRealm Studio as a senior producer and regular games producer. Now, again, can we suggest that maybe Microsoft is starting to gear up for the announcement of a new studio that's going to work on fighting games? I say yes. Um, now, a couple of months ago, uh, and I'll start uh, I'll start with Pong Soul here. Uh, Pong, a couple of months ago, we saw an interview with both uh, Phil Spencer and Matt Booty when specifically asked about Killer Instinct. They they both commented that we have been this we had we have had this ongoing conversation on wanting to bring this back. They just haven't had the team or the right personnel to make said game. Obviously, the two studios that are that did it before. One of which was bought by Amazon is gone. And the second one is doing their kind of their own thing. So Microsoft is kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Now, there's been some talk over the years, going back all the way to 2015, where Ed Boon, head of NetherRealm Studios, said publicly that he wanted to make a Mortal Kombat versus Killer Instinct. And he said specifically, well, it would have to be an exclusive for obvious reasons. And then right after that, 
Phil Spencer responded. Now, folks, this is 2015, and you can fact check me. Specifically said, I love that idea. Now, that was many, many years ago, and we are now in 2021. There's been talk about potentially WB Games being purchased and acquired. We don't know if that fell through. Uh, I know I saw documentation that NetherRealm Studios was not one of those studios that was being held back by the Discovery deal. Uh, that could potentially be up for sale. But we, again, we're still waiting. And I think that we could get some big announcements in 2022. But hi, Pong, hiring this guy who is now an ex- executive producer at Xbox Game Studios Publishing, we that obviously they're not attaching him to uh, a, 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 you know, a studio because they haven't announced said studio yet. But it looks and it appears, based on this hire, that they they might be building their own studio so they don't have to depend on anyone to make the game for them. They could go make it themselves. What are your thoughts on this on this big hire? Yeah, so this is um this is interesting, boom. Um, and again, don't forget we had special Nick come out uh beginning of last month or the end of October and state that he had word that Killer Instinct was being worked on, right? <laughs> Um, now he didn't know what studio it was, um, and he was trying to dig into that and I, and he has not uh, given any update as, as, as to if he has found out who is actually doing it or not. So we could have a situation where, uh, you know, we do have a new studio in house, uh, under the veil of secrecy, uh, being created and, and starting to work on, uh, getting us a new killer instinct, which would be incredible. I want to look a little deeper here, Boom, because the ties, we're in speculation town here, and you brought it up. Oh, my favorite place to be, yes. You know it, you know it, brother. The unicorns are running free. (laughs) It is not snowing there. It is 75 Oh, no, 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 let it snow. It's snowing on my side of the island. Come on. All right, we'll have have a Christmas part, right, where we're going to have that, right? Okay, Uh, we'll add on to speculation town here. Uh, Look, the connections with WB grow stronger and stronger. Now we know Matt Booty uh, was, uh, you know, head over at uh, Midway when they got bought out by WB. So we know he knows the teams there. There's a little under the radar kind of Bigfoot exec at Microsoft that nobody talks about because he never interviews. Like there's a few of them out there that we don't hear about. Mav and I had this conversation in DMs a, a month or two ago as well, because I found this guy, uh, by going through, I don't remember what I was looking up. I was looking up something and I found him. His name is Peter Wise. This guy was the senior vice president and head of studios group general manager for Warner Brothers from 2008 till 2018. Wow. Guess where he is now? GM of publishing at Xbox Game Studios and has been since 2018. Now you add this gentleman on top of it. And you're talking about Xbox collecting WB execs, okay? Um, And you can't understate the fact that the latest hire had direct connections uh, to NetherRealms, right? You can't understate that. That is a huge thing. But I just want to say that this growing... These growing red string lines uh, of the conspiracy theory, right, of of the connections from WB to Xbox tells me that that definitely that deal could still be in the works and on the table Um, because it's obviously important to bring people in. You start building that they already have a knowledge uh, of the working and have the working relationships with WB people. Right. So now you start to 
build this kind of group, this collection of people who know what WB, the WB teams uh, are all about. And it makes the transition that much easier, right? When you have familiar faces and familiar voices, and we know that's important to Xbox. That's one of the reasons why the Zenimax deal got done because they had worked with them, um, you know, especially Bethesda for so long that they were all friends already. And they had that intimate knowledge of one another. And I think that this is what this is kind of building towards here as well. Um, but I definitely think specifically on Killer Instinct, I think it's in the works. I think now that we have a lot of smoke going on here, again, it's going to be interesting to see if this is some kind of new team being built, you know, secretly, uh, you know, to not spoil the surprise or to get things in place uh, where they're ready to say, hey, we'd like to welcome to the world, you know, Team X. Uh, who is uh, going kind to of work like the on, initiative, kind of like the initiative, kind of kind of one of those situations where, you know, we've got them specifically working on a fan favorite franchise, uh, one that we know is so important to the community and a in a genre that is underappreciated these days because um, things change. But the fighting genre is still big. And when you come out with a great game, uh, then even, you know, it hits and it, it does very well. Uh, so I think that killer instinct is uh, very important. Phil, like you said, has come out and said, Matt Booty's come out and said that they understand the importance of that game, man. If they can pull it off, if they could be in the works with WB and they could get nether realms uh, or all of WB uh, as Mav and I have speculated in the past, that would be something special to be able to put together a Mortal Kombat Killer Instinct, right? And um, either way, whether we get a, just a straight-up Killer Instinct 2 or we get a combo platter uh, of something that uh, obviously Boone has uh, you know, wishfully thought of out loud before, I think either way it's going to be a big deal. But I think that we do have to look at the connecting dots here. Um, yeah. And we have to say that there's a little bit more going on behind the scenes than we know about. Um, just from the surface level. And I'd love to see this go down where they do actually get the best, arguably the best uh, fighting games uh, team in nether realms in house and finish up a project, uh, something big and come out with mortal Kombat versus killer instinct. But I will take killer instinct too every day. Again, I'm not a fighting guru by any fighting game guru by any stretch of the imagination but i love button mashing and i love going in there and tearing up uh you know the ai uh not on the hardest difficulty because you can't do that with button mashing but i love pulling off special moves i love the i love the animations and stuff that they bring to fighting games no matter what style it is so i i I can't wait and i want to hear more but i think we do have to look a little deeper hey paul yeah yeah, absolutely um, yeah as far as uh you're talking about, you know, um, Nether Realm, yeah. it, possibly in the future, right? Yeah. Um, now, what is a, another studio that was started by Xbox uh, to create a new game and the initiative, right? We just alluded to them. But what did they do? Uh, they got help from the connection that their studio head, Daryl Gallagher, correct, former Crystal Dynamics. Uh, head up and formerly worked at square got support from yep. the aforementioned crystal dynamics there to Correct. make this game so yep. even if it's not a acquisition right away of a studio like nether realm or That's WB, whatever point, you could dude. have i never even thought about that nether realm could be for lease right now because of everything that's going on at wb 
And yep. hey, uh, you know, you need some help making this game. Let's uh, let's see if how much we got to write that check for to to get NetherRealm to at least help. Yeah, us and there's been lots of and, and there's been lots of speculation, man, because you know the realm yeah. has supposedly got something in the hopper, but everybody's been guessing, but nobody's been able to nail well, down. What we know that it's not Injustice sure. Three, right? We know we, they they yes. come out and said that they're not currently working on Injustice yep. Three. A lot of people are disappointed with that, but maybe maybe they worked out the deal for a Mortal Kombat Killer Instinct. Yeah, it's possible. It, it it certainly is possible because obviously, like I said, Ed Boon himself. Yep. head of that studio said he would love to work on it. as a matter of fact in another interview i believe it was in 2017 he said he would stop working on a mortal Kombat to do a killer instinct so yep. he has a love for the franchise and i mean microsoft is is literally hitting on all switches right now and 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 you know what great point matt bringing up the crystal dynamic situation, yep. bringing up the Av avalanche studio situation with contraband. Right. Well, I think the injustice was planned. Right. And I think it that was with planned WE yes. thing going on that yes. it was put on the back burner because of the light, light potential licensing. They don't know what's going on with the future of the IP. Um, so with that being said, that could lead to, Hey, this project's put on hold. Uh, we got this team available, and what's what what's there? What 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 are we doing? Right. Listen, if Microsoft uh, approached them and said, "Hey, listen, here's a bag of money. You know, this team isn't doing anything. Could we, you know, loan them out? Because you might you might start to see that more and more often. We saw again, perfect example, Avalanche Studios, right? Work they're not owned by Microsoft, not yet anyway, right? Crystal Dynamics, we know that. I we have a feeling that's coming sooner than later, but. Right now, they're they're on loan to Microsoft to work to work on on, on that title. Mm -hmm. Why not? Why not? You know, WB you know lends out NetherRealm. What? Why? That could work if not a purchase, right? So that's that that's a fantastic point. Uh, you know, Zemi, let's get your opinion on this again. Uh, Mav and Pong have literally laid out the perfect transition for this particular conversation. And right now there are a few, there are a few, in my opinion, things missing from their portfolio. All right. I'm still going to be on this banjo Kazooie thing, folks. I'm never getting off this ship until I get the game. I think that's coming, right? The kid friendly stuff. Do, do I think we're going to get a conquer? Probably not. But do I think we're getting a banjo? Probably. Uh, but the fighting game, when you own an IP as iconic as killer instinct, Having it sit in the stable, just chilling with, you know, just resting on the fact that your last game came out the launch of the Xbox series. I mean, the Xbox One X era. I don't know about that. I, I, I'd like to see them re that, that return to greatness because, quite frankly, that fighting game and all of the updates it had was epic. And I'd love to see that continue. Where are your thoughts on this new hire? Yeah, so I think I think Pong really, really, you know, knocked out of the park with 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 basically saying, you know, when you see smoke, there's probably fire, right? Um, and and there is a lot of, you know, I I wouldn't necessarily say maybe evidence, but th there's a lot of reason to expect that, you know, that that Microsoft is currently working, uh, 
on something in the fighter, you know, in the fighting genre. And then, uh, and then of course, you know, we've heard a lot of rumblings about killer instinct and they also own that IP. So that kind of makes, you know, a lot of sense. Um, and then I also really like the, uh, the story that, that Mav, uh, laid down in front of us of, you know, what's happening with, um, uh, um, the initiative in crystal dynamics, something similar could potentially happen with a new fighting game studio under yep. the Xbox brand uh, and nether realm. You know, I, I, I definitely, you know, can see that type of story happening. Um, overall, I, I, I think that it is, you know, I think it would be unwise to say that Xbox is not currently actively looking into jumping and, and providing the Xbox fans with something in, in the fighting genre. It, it is a huge gap in their, in their first party lineup. And, you know, we, we talk about on this podcast, it, it, it seems almost every other show, how, you know, variety is, is, is super important, uh, super important into, you know, services, right? Netflix isn't going to have nothing but horror movies because I'd never watch it. Right. Uh, but because they have other things like comedies and, and so on and so forth, I, I, I subscribe to, to Netflix, right? The same thing can be said with Game Pass, right? I may not be uh, particularly a huge fighting game fan, but there are a ton of people that are. And having that, you know, those types of experiences in Game Pass is 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 crucial uh, for, you know, its longevity as a service. Um, so, you know, with, with them hiring this person, I think it just points even more towards, you know, the fact that they are looking uh, and providing and, and filling in that gap in their first party lineup. I, I think that they most certainly are currently actively working uh, towards adding a fighting game to the, uh, you know, to the Xbox portfolio, whether that is a killer instinct, whether that's a Mortal Kombat, whether that is, you know, a mix of the two or something completely brand new. I have no idea. And that just rhymed. Uh, look at me. I'm like a rapper. But, um, you know, I, I, I think something <laughs> I think something is definitely brewing, uh, you know, for fighting fans. Uh, at Xbox, um, 100%. I, I, I definitely see it. And I, you know, I can, you know, I, I, I think, once again, it would be very unwise to say that Xbox completely is not working or looking towards working on, you know, a fighting franchise for their platform. I think that that would be completely unwise to say that. I, I absolutely agree. Now, Boxenberg, I want to bring up something that, uh, that I just found. Uh, and I, I had to I just remind myself that they made a big purchase last year, December 3rd. And I got the story in front of me. This comes to us uh, from esportsinsider.com. And they have confirmed that in a statement from Microsoft uh, that they have acquired the uh, esports uh, uh, organization known as Smash GG. And that obviously is a big deal when you start talking about uh, fighting games, when you talk about tournaments, because obviously, you know, uh, esports is a big thing. Smash GG is pretty big. And in a statement uh, from Smash GG, it says this. With this acquisition, the Smash GG community and tournament organizers will continue to benefit from the Smash GG platform, while our team will now benefit from additional resources and support as part of Microsoft Content Services team. Uh, for now, it's business as usual as our combined team continues to support our community and tournament organi uh, organizers. We are excited about this acquisition potential uh, for future uh, e-empower e and esports community and expanding Smash GG's reach. 
Uh, and again, this was uh, this purchase came uh, on December 3rd of 2020. And now, of course, we're seeing that we have Irwin uh, P, who is now an executive producer at Microsoft. And I said the picture that was painted by both Pong and Mav uh, was was uh, was incredible. Do you think they are quietly, potentially secretly putting together a team to build uh, the next Killer Instinct or even potentially rent out, if you would, WB Games uh, from uh, from WB Games in NetherRealm Studios to help Ed Boon uh, make the next Killer Instinct? Okay, um, there's a lot here to unpack. Let me start with that eSport thing. Um I think we talked on this particular show, well, obviously on the Thursday uh, version of it, um, yeah. uh, about the topic a year ago, and it's been awfully quiet about it. I I was, while you were reading about it, um, I was thinking, have we heard anything from this over the course of this year? Not I really. I cannot really remember. So I wouldn't make a big deal out of that because these esport organizations. Um, I'm not a big esport uh, insider. I, I have not a good knowledge about it, to be honest. But I, they, they come and go. Um, so I'm. I, I wouldn't read too much into that, um, because it's it's been just too quiet um, to to get excited about it. The thing about another realm uh, really is, and I'm glad you went last with me here, is, um, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of speculation town uh, again. And you you know my thoughts. Um, unless we get actual uh, news, actual information about it, I stopped to to get uh, try to get excited. The one thing I want to say about this is um, I am 100% with you. Um, Xbox is trying to get a diverse portfolio in Game Pass and the fighting game genre is currently missing. So I would be really, really surprised uh, if we wouldn't hear about a Killer Instinct or any other of the bigger fighting IPs getting an Xbox exclusive deal, getting an Xbox exclusive um, or Game Pass uh, launch day and date uh, kind of uh, a deal, something like that. Um, about the speculations, um, yeah, I've heard the entire year of 2021 that it's acquisition season and Xbox has not announced anything. So I I really uh, um, stopped speculating in that region unless we get uh, actual, um, um, yeah, um, what do you, how do you say, actual news about it. So, yeah, we, we shall see, but I would be surprised if we wouldn't see a, a fighting kind of game in, in Game Pass really soon. Well, I, I'll say this uh, again. You know, a lot of it is speculative, but there, there but, but I, I like the way Pong put it. There are a lot of red lines that seem to be leading, uh, to, to uh, you know, to Microsoft making a big push for this. And I, and I think that, you know, one of the things we've heard Phil Spencer talk about is having a diverse lineup and not having a kid friendly game like, 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 uh, uh Banjo Kazooie and not having a, a fighting game in there to round off what they already have is, 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 is some avenue that, that, that needs to be, uh, you know, gone, gone down, if you will. Uh, and hopefully that we will see that in the future. Uh, I would, I mean, it would be pretty epic and the biggest news of any year that it releases 
that NetherRealm Studios was working with Microsoft to bring the next Killer Instinct. I mean, that would be groundbreaking. Uh, and, and it would, you know, again, would that lead to a potential acquisition? Well, we don't know, but I, you know, we, we, we it would be great nonetheless. And I, and I, I personally think uh, that we, the, 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 the platform needs Killer Instinct to come back when you have an iconic IP like that, just sitting around collecting dust. I, I think it's a mistake and hopefully they do fix that. But I do want to get to the final topic of today and we're, we're cruising it. We're cruising along. It's almost like 30 minutes per topic, which I love. Uh, and this is one people have been asking us to talk about. And that is Project Spartacus, which of course is Sony's somewhat answer to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, now that, that story broke uh, last week. At the, I believe it was Friday. People were talking about it, and uh, we, you know, we 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 have some information. Not a lot of information. Uh, we do know that there's going to be three tiers. Um, it sounds like a, a polished version of PS Now, right? You're going to be able to play PlayStation One, Two, Three, Four, and PSP games. Uh, there's going to be PS4 games in there. I don't know if the third or and final tier is going to incorporate uh, uh, PlayStation 5 games, but I do know for a fact that uh, Jason Schreier, who broke this at Bloomberg.com, who broke this story, has confirmed that uh, SIE first-party titles are not going to be a part of this. Now, I don't necessarily know if that means in general, or as that means day and date like Xbox Game Pass. Uh, There's still, you know, there's only so much of the story we were able to get. Zemi Games, I want to go to you first. Are you there, brother? I'm always here, boom. Excellent. Uh, Listen, this has been touted as the uh, Xbox killer, which I found to be ridiculous. Uh, People were saying that. Uh, These are also the same folks that said that, uh, you know, why play old games? Because that's what Xbox Game Pass is. And they clearly said that it was going to be PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, and PSP games. So why even bother with this, uh, with it if you don't like playing old games? Um, I, I think this, this, is, this is the start of something. Uh, I am not going to support this. I do not want to play old PlayStation 1 games. I just don't. I, I, I literally have no reason to go back and play Twisted Metal 1. Because why? Uh, I've played the hell out of it and, and it was enough. Um, this is, uh, I, I think it's a limp attempt at trying to, you know, uh, bolster their, uh, you know, uh, the people subscribing. I don't know how as well it's gonna, it's gonna move because PS now didn't do very well for them. I mean, it's been out since 2014 and I think they just crossed, uh, 3.5 million subscribers since 2014. Ah, that's not really good when you look at what Xbox Game Pass has done <laughs> since the summer of 2017. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Spartacus? Do you think that we will eventually, and I say we because the day that they say first-party games are there day and day is the way I, I, I will subscribe to that. Do you mm-hmm. think Sony is trying to make their version of Xbox Game Pass? Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, and and... You know, I, I think a lot of us can kind of see the the transition that gaming's taking towards services, and yep. you know, uh, I, I I do think that they are trying to create their own version of um, 
you know, Game Pass. And 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 hopefully they call it Play Pass because that would be fantastic. Um, I, I don't know. I was I was thinking it was like, what, what are they going to call it? Because because um, in a Bloomberg article that I read about it, um, they it, it also mentioned that they are uh, potentially going to be looking towards uh, keeping the uh, PlayStation Plus branding, but yes, slowly yeah. pulling back from the PlayStation Now branding. So it kind of seems like they're eventually are going to kind of remove the whole PlayStation Now thing and really just go with whatever uh, this you know, project Spartacus um, is called. And, and so I started thinking of names and I was like, well, play, play pass sounds really cool. I don't know. Um, there's a free one to Sony. Take that idea if you want it. You know, you can have it. Don't no, don't take it for free. Pay this man. Pay no, this they, man. They, they, they can take it. You know, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> um, but no, I think that this is, you know, their, their attempt to straightening out their service, uh, which has not been very successful let's just you know call it for what it is um and 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 transition it into something that hopefully will offer more value to their consumers which i think is fantastic that they're that they're trying and that they're going out of their way to you know to do what they can um you know i i see a lot of similarities um you know, because a lot of the times whenever we're talking about Game Pass, we always talk about how great of a thing it is. And let me tell you, it's pretty great, but it didn't used to be great. And I see a lot of similarities to whatever this uh, Project Spartacus will be called um, and how Game Pass was initially whenever it launched. I do see some similarities there. Um, and, and so I think PlayStation is really dipping their toes, trying to, you know, create a better service for their players. And I think it's going to evolve and get better. Will we ever see first party games go in there day and date? I'm not sure. I don't know if Sony has the, you know, the the capability and the capacity uh, to, to do that the way that that Xbox does. Microsoft it has a lot more uh, money at their, you know, uh, at their, you know, uh, expense to 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 make that type of thing happen. And, and Sony is so much more heavily reliant on PlayStation than Microsoft is on Xbox, right? Um, so I, I don't know if we'll ever see that happen. One feature that I think is in the third tier of their of their uh, service is extended demos is, is what it uh, is what it read uh, in the Bloomberg article that I read. And I think yeah. that's really interesting because that might be somewhat of an answer for them. Obviously, this isn't confirmed. This is just my speculation on it. But this could possibly be their, you know, answer to um you know first party games being in the service they may offer extended demos of their first party games the way that ea play does uh, allowing users like to a 10 play. hour play right yeah 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 and that might be their answer that might be what they can actually offer because i don't see them being able to offer you know games day and date at least not currently um but overall i i think i think it's great news honestly i really do because you know i don't have anything against playstation i i like the platform i like the games um i i wish that it was better i wish that it offered more value to me as a consumer and and and, and i wish that this project spartacus uh did the same thing i i want more value and and until they add it, I'm probably not going to subscribe. But I think that this is uh, a great direction that they're moving into, especially since there's been so much quiet around their services to finally hear something like this being, you know, some proactivity, you know, coming from PlayStation on their service sides of things, I think is great. But with me, with me saying that, I also don't think PlayStation is ever going to be able to compete 
the same way game uh, Xbox and Microsoft is able to do with Game Pass. I think that we we always call Game Pass the the Netflix of gaming, and I think that that's very accurate. I think that we're going to end up calling whatever replaces um, you know PlayStation now the Hulu of gaming. I think that, you know, I think that they're for sure going to be able to compete. I think they're going to be able to cut their own area in the market, um, which is great. I don't want to see Xbox have 100% market share. Um, but I, I think that it is going to ultimately turn into the the Hulu of gaming. I think that they're going to be probably the second leader uh, in, 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 you know, game services, um, which, you know, is not anything to tout on. I'd love to be the second leader in, you know, in, 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 in game services. I, you know, you can make a lot of money, right? Um, but I don't think that they're going, I don't think this move is really any way going to um, hurt Xbox tremendously uh, as, as it sits. They definitely need to evolve this service even more. Um, and, and hopefully we'll see them do that. Yeah. And real quick, uh, we got some breaking news. Uh, apparently, uh, Pong just threw this in the chat. Uh, the Halo TV series uh, show is going to get uh, the stage set for it at the Game Awards this Thursday. Uh, they just put, they just tweeted something moments ago uh, where you're going to get a chance to see. It says, gear up, Spartans. We'll see you at the Game Awards on Thursday. Hashtag Halo the Series. Uh, yes, please. That is dope. Uh, that's excellent. I, I can't wait. I, I can't wait. to If this thing hits like I think it's going to hit in a year, that it, it, you know, mind you, it's not releasing till next year, but on a year uh, prior that had Halo Infinite hit on both single multiplayer, getting this, uh, getting the, the, the TV series to, to, to launch is pretty epic. I, I'm very excited uh, for that, but good stuff, uh, Zemi, for sure. Pong, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, this, you know, the, the, again, you know, it, it, it's it's funny. We're, 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 I don't necessarily. We're, I don't think we're ever going to see Nintendo do this. I, I think no matter I, no matter what happens with this uh, Spartacus, whether it becomes big or it becomes a flop, because PS Now is a flop. Uh, you know, when it's been out for that long, and just over three million or three and a half million subscribers, obviously the data would show no one really gives a crap, especially because you're streaming a lot of these games. And I know you can down, download some of them, but it, it's just not hitting with their fan base like Xbox Game Pass is hitting, which is pater- potentially sitting at 30 million right now. Um, what are your thoughts on this? It, 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 are they are they too late, or, or you know, or 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 can they eventually evolve it uh, the same way Game Pass has evolved over the years to d- do day and date? Look, okay, let's start here. First of all, this is a leak. This is not official from Sony, so we don't know what it's going to look like when it finally comes out. Um, I don't doubt uh, Schreier's, uh, obviously, information. He's very good at what he does when he digs in. He's a um, D-bag, but he is good in yeah. investigating. No, personal like, thoughts gotta, aside. Wormy little hands on this. Right, one. right. Personal thoughts aside, it, you know, he is good at what he does, okay? So, period. So, I'm not I, – I won't question his information. However – this could only be a piece of the pie. We could see more uh, when they finally do announce it, uh, you know, maybe coming into next year, whatever the case may be, uh, maybe it's still a work in progress. So there's a lot left to find out about this, but this is a starting point for them. Okay. I, I liked how Paul Tassi put it in Forbes. Uh, the, the article he did the following day um, when all the kind of the dust had settled and everybody had gotten, 
gotten over the whole it's a gay bass killer or this gay cast <laughs> competition whatever he he said it's a rebranding uh, right now and that is a perfect way to put this like we just talked about like you just mentioned boom a ps now has not succeeded okay it has right. not lived up to expectations i'm sure internally for sony again we'll never know but i got to imagine when they first started that service uh years ago that they envision it to be much bigger than it is right now. So what do you do from a psychological standpoint right now? You have two services on Sony that they're offering, you know, PS plus and PS. Now you don't see the conversion rate to people subscribing to PS now. So what do you do? You combine the two. We talked about this so many times, boom on this show and elsewhere about what it would look like when a game cast competitor finally came out from Sony. This is not the final form. This is, this is a starting point. It's going to take Sony a lot longer to turn the ship. They don't have the resources behind them than an Xbox does to do a 180, whether it's yep. money, servers, all that kind of stuff. We heard about that old deal from you know Sony with Azure. We don't know if that's part of this or if that they're going to use Azure. We don't know any of that, but they just don't have the internals. Uh, backing and and resources that an Xbox does to make something happen instantaneously. It's going to be a long process, okay? So this is just a starting point for them to jump off of. First things first, you've got a ton of people in PS Plus and you got a little group over in PS Now. You combine the two. Psychologically, it's much easier for people to say, ah, you know what? I'm just going to jump in you know, whatever it's going to cost. And we don't know pricing yet. Pricing could be outrageous and that would kill it. Let's say they, let's say they, they do the right thing and the pricing is reasonable. It's a lot easier for people to say, all right, I'll just jump in. I'll get the PS now. I've been looking at those old games. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not going to play the best, but you know what? I still would love to jump into twisted metal from time to time. I'd still love to jump into Sly Cooper from time to time. And go back and relive that nostalgia, right? That nostalgia drug is a huge deal. Again, yep. we tried to hear all the fanboys say, we don't play old games. Who plays old games? <laughs> guess what? You all do. You, all, yeah, you just do. don't want to admit it. So guess what's going to happen is nostalgia is going to kick in and you're just going to buy that package deal. So now all of a sudden your subs go through the roof, right? Even if it is a little bit of, you know, bait and switch, a little bit of, you know, illusion, your subs are going to go through the roof. Okay. So now you got more people in there. So as that grows, just like with Game Pass, but a different level, as that grows, they will be able to evolve this. Now, they do have the ability, and we talked about this before, Boom, to offer content because they have movies and music, okay? They can offer content that diversifies and kind of gives a different take on Game Pass. Yeah, And I think that's something that they definitely, I'm sure, are considering. They've got all the anime stuff now as well that they can throw in there. There's a lot of things they can do to yeah, entice that, that, people. Yeah, that, that Crunchyroll purchase went through. Correct, yeah. right. So they can yeah. make, they can create a lot of value outside of gaming to people that want to jump in that ecosystem, right? So there is some things they, they are able to do that is different from elsewhere. And I think that that's going to be a key to what they do going forward as far as strategy. At least it would be from my perspective. Again, just playing armchair CEO. I certainly don't run a billion dollar, trillion dollar company. You don't? Of, this no, I don't. I know, right? <laughs> so, but at the end of the day, you, you, you should. You should. I should. You absolutely I know. should. I, I agree. I agree. Hey, you have my vote. Hey, 
I'll, I'll go work for anybody. All right. Come, come get me. All right. I, I'm going to be a lot less. I mean, my price is going to be a lot less than a lot of the other people you're going to look for that have all this experience. Who needs that experience? I, I just, I'll just jump but in. And do what it. you, what you say there is so, so, so great because yeah. a lot of people like Microsoft is a technology company. First and yep. foremost, Sony is an entertainment company and Correct. there's advantages on both sides. They have a lot of Correct. TV show movies, that type of stuff that they yep. can kind of bundle together in a service. And that is one of their strengths for sure. Absolutely. And I think that that's, that's gotta be a part of their strategy. So I think that as their service grows, they'll be able to invest more and more. Now, as far as day and date stuff goes, and we've had these conversations, I've said from the beginning, I don't believe they can match one for one. Okay. Unless something big were to happen, unless something absolutely seismic shift wise were to happen, you know, Amazon buys them, something like that. They're not going to be able to do day and date. Okay. With everything, I think there will come a time where they get very close to day and date with some of their titles. I think that they can go and you know look at indiv- individually. They can look at each title and say, okay, hey, this one. Let's say let's say the new Bend title, right? The new Bend Studios title. Let's say that one comes out. It doesn't necessarily take off running, right? It sales wise. Then they can offer that, even if it's for a limited time. Even if they don't do it like you know Xbox does it, where the game you know first party titles are in there for life, they don't have to do that. So they can throw it in there and say, hey, for the you know whatever three months, six months, whatever after launch, they can drop it in there and say, hey, we're offering this for a limited time. Go check it out. Right? They can start doing those kind of things that also creates value, and then they can go back to the older stuff. You know, the PS5 stuff like Demon Souls, like Ratchet and Clank, those kind of titles, once this launches, they can look at their sales. And obviously there's going to be a, you know, it's going to be on a downward trend as the title gets older. They can throw those games in there as well. And they can say, well, we're not doing day and date, but we are going to eventually start putting some of our older stuff in there. All of that can create value. Is it going to be the same as Game Pass Ultimate? No, of course not. They they haven't spent the years that Xbox did to develop this brand new uh, way of thinking, right? Change in philosophy and create this whole new structure to be able to support this. No, they're not going to be able to do that up front. It's always probably going to be Game Pass's little brother. But yeah. at the end of the day, for the Sony fans, for people jumping into that, that's going to be great for them. It's still value at the end of the day, depending on how you feel about it and depending on what they're offering. But you're going to entice people to jump in more than you are right now, obviously. Again, that's why PS Now has not taken off. So you're going to be able to get people to convert into that when they buy their PS5. Again, it's something I certainly would look at as a nostalgia guy, even though their backwards compatibility is nowhere is even close to what Xbox is offering yeah. with the upgrades and all that kind of stuff. Still, I would like to go back and jump in those old games from time to time. Sony's got a gigantic, great catalog of games. Oh, they do. They do. And, and, and there's no denying that. So for me, well, when I get my PS5, if this is something they're offering at that time, I'll jump in. And I think a lot of people will do so. And I think at the end of the day, they do. Again, Jim Ryan's in his spot for a reason. Jim yep. Ryan is there because it's about the bottom line and they understand no matter how much garbage has been thrown out there, that these services are not sustainable or they're not money makers or they're whatever the case may be. Jim knows they are. You want that residual monthly income, that residual monthly fees that you get from your customers for a subscription service is worth a ton more than a one shot $70 game. No matter how many of those $70 games you sell. Yeah. You'd much rather have that consistent revenue coming into your bottom line. 
every single month from a nice big subscription base than you would from creating the next home run once every three to five years from a studio and selling, you know, 15 million copies to, if you know, you're lucky, $70. though, that's the if that's, you're lucky, right? It's yeah, your biggest that, titles, right? Your and and that's titles. the one thing that that yep. that could work for Sony because right. they are right now their 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 strategy is very old. Yes, right. And they, they have to that. sell you the box. Yep. And they gotta sell 15 plus million copies of said game. Yep. Because that's the, these games that they make at their movie quality. They're very very expensive. expensive. We've heard Jim right. Ryan talk about that. Correct. So. Microsoft is in a position where they don't have to sell, uh, you know, 20 millions of uh, 20 million copies of Halo Infinite to, to win because they have 30 million people already subscribed to a service yes. that is $15 a month. Correct. And that's yeah. the way that that's what you want as a bottom dollar. Jim understands this. That's why we see now their games going to PC, even though we were told by some of the pundits out there, these experts, that there was no way they were ever going to go to PC. Look. Jim gets it. Jim sees the future. Sony sees the future. It's just a lot slower turning that big ship than it is for something like Xbox. And again, Xbox was forced in a lot of ways because of the position they put themselves in. So therefore, they had to make a drastic decision and they did it. But at the end of the day, Sony just can't do it that way. Even if they really, really wanted to, they just can't because the, the resources, the time that's going to take for them to catch up is going to be in a lot slower turn. But they are headed that direction. No matter what anybody else wants to tell you, no matter what anybody wants to say, I've already seen the goalposts move a million times. Well, they're not doing day and date, so it's still good. Look, it, it's only a matter of time that they get closer to it. Again, it will never be one for one. Uh, unless there's a seismic change there will never be one for one with game pass however they are going to offer newer games in there it only makes sense because the subscription base will just continue to grow the more value you offer in there and i think this is a great jumping off point for sony i'm glad they did it i put out a tweet right away i said competition is good without xbox's success Indeed. in the game pass they are trailblazing xbox is trailblazing now you're going to see people follow suit we've seen nintendo kind of dip their toes with that sega genesis subscription thing that they got going on you know nintendo thing they got going on i you know, like you said boom it's good you know nintendo is nintendo they're, they're in their own pond but for a company like sony they've watched xbox you know blaze that trail they can see a way forward they're just going to have to do it their own way because it's not the same for them so but this is a great great way to show that competition does work and we the gamers again golden age of gaming here we the gamers are the ones that benefit at the end of the day even if that service as it stands as we've heard that it is right now does not appeal to you you can imagine at some point down the road they are going to expand and all of a sudden you're going to say to yourself you know what now it's worth it to me and i'm going to jump into that subscription service so this is what competition does that's why i love it I'm glad to see it. I can't wait to see what else comes out. And I can't wait for the official announcement to really get eyes on um, to see what it's going to look like at the end of the day. So good for Sony. Happy for the industry. This is this is a way forward for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Boxenberg, let's get your opinion on this. For me, this, this isn't uh, – it's exciting, but it's something I will not subscribe to because – I would only get it for day and date uh, re releases. That that's I mean, listen, I buy all of them. It's seventy bucks per game, seventy six forty three here in New York. Um, and if they did make make a day and date like Game Pass, I would be a day one subscriber, even if I paid fifteen dollars a month. Which for some reason I think Sony would charge twenty. 
Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think they would go. <laughs> That's just so funny. Yeah. Um, well, what are your thoughts on Spartacus? Uh, do, do you think that this is going to uh, make a dent in, uh, in in what they're trying to do uh, with the future of the brand? Yeah, see, my my initial reaction was, oh, great, we're we're getting a subscription service on on PlayStation because I love uh, Game Pass. Everyone knows that I'm yeah. a huge fan. I think it's the future for for gaming. Um, we've seen it in all forms of entertainment, in music, uh, movies, uh, TV shows. Everything is going subscription, books, uh, everything. Um, so <clears throat> I was I was happy to see that. Then I saw the looked a little closer and saw their approach with the three tiers yeah. and um, what they are currently apparently offering because um, we all have to take it with a with a grain of salt and nothing right. has been confirmed. Um, but if the leak it turns out to be true, um, they are basically offering what they are offering now. And only the highest tier adds something to the value, and that is um, backwards compatibility, and you got to pay for that. And I don't see me subscribing to that. I It's it's Sony being Sony. Um, I would have loved the day-and-date um, subscription service. I mean, everyone does, but the fact is um, games, especially Sony games, are even a little bit uh, more expensive than in the US. I have to pay... Uh, 93 US dollars for in a Canada, PlayStation it's $105. Yeah, see? And I know a lot of uh, gamers in Brazil, uh, they laugh at the prices we have to pay. Um, they pay even more. They are, uh, depending on the region they live in, something in between 120 and 150 US dollars. So, yeah, a subscription service would have definitely helped my wallet. And, um, they are not doing that. So what are they offering? They are offering what they are offering today with PlayStation Now uh, in combination with what they are offering with uh, PS Plus. Um, I'm a PS Plus subscriber. I'm not a PS Now subscriber. But um, yeah, I don't see myself... Um, and there's a reason to why I don't subscribe to PlayStation Now because it simply doesn't offer anything. PlayStation isn't my main platform. It isn't. Um, it, I have it for the exclusives, and they are not in there. And um, so, yeah, it, it doesn't offer me value. And I don't see myself uh, paying a monthly fee to play PlayStation 1, 2, or 3 games. I love back com backwards compatibility, and I would love to go back and play some of my um, all-time favorites from the PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 era. I would really love to do that. I'm not paying them for the uh, for, uh, paying them money to do that. They are really going down the Nintendo route um, with that. Uh, I was really reminded yeah, about that. Yeah, um, Nintendo is just they do things in a again. That's why you'll never see the service come to Nintendo because knuckleheads like me went out and bought every yeah. game that was on the Wii for my Switch. Yeah, same here. Same here. I have Mario Kart 8. I have everything. Um, yeah, I yeah, I don't know how many times I bought uh, games like uh, Mario Brothers and or, or uh, Mario 64 and so on. Uh, with Nintendo, it's somehow different. I I'm not a big fan either of the, of that business case, but I am part of the problem, so uh, I can't complain here. I, I don't see myself doing the same thing here with with PlayStation. I've seen a lot of Outside of the fanboys, obviously, I have seen a lot of gamers um, 
say thinking different uh, similarly because the the thing really is what is the actual value i'm getting for whatever price it will be 15 20 bucks i i'm with you boom i don't see sony launching uh, the highest tier for 15 bucks uh, i just don't see it um but um maybe i'm wrong uh, and maybe they offer a lot more to the service maybe they say something like every first party game is coming after three months to the uh, the to 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 spartacus um that that's something we could consider then um we shall see but from what we know from the leaks i really don't think this is a game pass competitor it really no. reminded me more of what nintendo is doing just more expensive and so yeah i'm i'm not, not to me it fan. seems like a fresh coat of paint for playstation now that's about, that's yeah. about it yeah. yeah um and now the, the one thing i want to say though is um I mean, we are all probably here the multi-platform owners. Yeah? We all have uh, Xbox, Nintendo, and PlayStations. And so we have choice, and um, we all play mainly on Xbox. Now, if you think about the gamer who has only the PlayStation, for them, it might be a, a bit of a different um, evaluation, even though if it's not day one um, releases, if there are hundreds of games available in the service, it's still an option. But then on the other hand, apparently they a lot of PlayStation gamers don't think it is a value for them because they can do it today with PlayStation now. There, there are a lot of games, a bit older games in there, um, and it, it doesn't appeal to the masses. So if they do go down the road like uh, Microsoft has and, and, and that they add more or less um, a lot of games that are only, let's say, six months old, something like that, yeah? What what we have seen um, with, on on Xbox just today, um, Series M four released. Yeah, that game. How old? Yeah, is Series that? M. Couple of months. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, if they do stuff like that, um, I I could see it still being successful. But as a uh, as of what we have heard so far, it's only the combination of PS Plus and PS Now what it is today. And the last year adds that uh, backwards compatibility. And I'm I'm really not a big fan to pay for something that another offer uh, platform offers for free. So yeah, we shall see um, if it's really a Game Pass competitor. I don't think so, and I really don't get any outlet who titles uh, has written titles like that's the Game Pass killer. I've seen so many bigger outlets writing articles like that. It's nowhere close to it. Uh, without day and date, uh, it's not really a competitor. Uh, absolutely mav close it out for today what are your thoughts on project spartacus that was uh, you know again it's it's a rumor as it stands that sony themselves has not come out and confirmed it but jason schreier even though he's a d-bag he does get it right and he does uh break yeah. these big stories what are your thoughts on this i mean would you subscribe to the current or you know or or, or leaked uh you know three-tier system or is this something you would pass on I just need more information. I think, like, definitely this is true because the Schreier comes out with the big Bloomberg report about it. I mean, this is going to happen, right? So it just depends on when is the announcement going to happen and what is going to be in that announcement that he didn't really cover because he broke it down with a general sense, but he didn't go into extreme detail on each right. year, right? So it may sound exactly the same, as PS Now and PS Plus is now with just a reshuffle. But I think back to what Jim Ryan said in an interview before 
about they are working on their answer to Game Pass. Right? He actually said this. They were working on their answer to Game Pass. Okay? This is going to be that answer in their eyes. So, and for them, this is their competitor to Game Pass, whether the media or us see it as that or not. Because if it's just what Schreier said, it's not. It's not going to compete because day and date games, unless you have that, you got to really fill it in with a lot of other stuff yeah. to make that value difference, right? Because guess what? When it comes to subscription service, one of the main reasons people subscribe, besides getting content, is value. We save money by having subscription services, a lot of us, depending on the amount of content we like to consume. And yep. if you were only able to, locate, like, for example... Um, hey, you can go and see every new movie that comes out six months after it releases for the low price of $14.99. Or you could pay $20.99 and go see every movie that comes out day one. Which one are you going to take, right? You want to see this stuff right away. You're not going to yeah. want to wait, okay? There's a huge value gap within that proposition alone. So what does that mean? Like, if they really want to have an answer to Game Pass, they got to have some more details. They got to pump in more content. They got to have more variety. They got to yes. have more games. They got to have all of these things. So that's got to happen. So I am assuming and hoping that when they make this announcement, they are going to do it by announcing that games are coming at least sooner to the service, as well as have a plan of what the content is going to be. Because this is their answer right they like it's got it's it's got to be they are so behind yes with this with this the uh playstation plus subscriber base uh is is huge but it has actually decreased this year over the last year it was at 47 million the year prior and it went down to like 46 right yeah so they have actually have a decreasing amount of playstation plus subscriber base now, what they're going to do is they're going to change this into a service, have that as the bottom tier, right? And with maybe a couple of extra goodies in there, who knows exactly what it is. But then all of a sudden, this new service, you have a subscriber base of 46 million, and you're going to be able to market that. Hey, Game Pass only has, what, 20 million? And we got 46 million? That's how they're going to twist it, and that's how they're going to market it, right? Yeah, I can already see it. Because the, 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 that's marketing if, to drive excitement about a product. You want to say everybody's using this product. It's the most popular product out there, right? So that's one thing behind it as well, I think, is just to, hey, this is lowering numbers right now. We have an unsuccessful thing with PS Now. You got, like, it's been out way longer than Game Pass, and it has a fraction. Uh, yeah, literally a fraction, yes. Yeah, it's like a seven, right? A, a, even if that. Okay, so you got to bundle those, try and figure out a way to bring the excitement, get rid of the disastrous name of PlayStation now. Potentially, remember the Azure deal uh, with Sony and Xbox? Yep. Maybe this is finally their whole vision of what they've been working on is coming to fruition with enabling uh, their PS++ tier with the back compat with Azure. You're going to be able to play it on your... uh, PC uh, virtually, you're going to be able to play it uh, streaming potentially on your mobile device streaming. All of these things, right, could add into that with that being the top tier. But 
then last catch is you got to have that variety. You can't just have single player content, right? It, you can subscribe to a game to a subscription for a month or two, beat all the games, unsubscribe, right? Yeah. Like, imagine you have a, a movie subscription service and like they only come out with one movie. You know, I mean, it, it's not. It's, it, there's gonna be no point to to keep the service, right? So they got to have more investment, more variety, more games. I think it's a good thing. Because I think this is going to increase competition. It's going to increase Sony's investment. And I hope it's successful, right? I hope it's successful because then guess what? We will get those things just like we're getting it with Xbox. Yep. Right? And and if they do that, and there's the, the potential is huge. If they are successful with it and it does start to take off and they get more subscriptions and they start getting some higher tier, that day and date stuff will start happening more because they will see the constant incoming revenue and what is being more successful in their books selling one-off games or that consistent revenue once they discover that the subscription model just like every other big entertainment industry is discovering that the subscription model of that constant revenue coming in is actually more successful for them they are going to start wanting to focus on what is the most dramatic things we can do to increase that subscription so it's going to take some time but eventually, I think we will get more day and date stuff. And the first things we will probably see is multiplayer focused content. Yeah, that is going to be a so. new investment from them. So I think we're, as this is going to be the start. I'm curious to see where it goes, let's say two years from now. But um, I think this is their answer. Whether it's going to directly compete or not, um, that's it's going to be a question, man. But like, um, I, I, ho- I have high hopes. I, I, I want them to succeed. Now, will I subscribe? I'm a PS Plus subscriber. so yeah, Me too. I've been for years. Yes. Roll that in, and I'm automatically going to be subscribed because of that. Probably. Now, will I subscribe to the highest tier? I got to know a lot more information, and I got to have an official announcement, and I got to see some stuff before I can ever make that decision. So, One of the things I think Sony's going to have a problem with is their games take about five years to release. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, they do not have as many studios as Xbox does. That's why Xbox has mm-hmm. all of these studios, 23, and a total of 35-plus teams. Now, again, that's not talking about uh, some of the second-party stuff that they're doing. That's also not talking about future acquisitions. So Microsoft is, has, has found a way that they're constantly adding content uh, to it to keep you subscribe not only through the second and third party deals but through their first party offerings and and 2021 is a perfect example of that i think that that may hinder sony in the the beginning years of of this service maybe that's why they're not currently talking about day and date because they just cannot uh they do yeah they need more studios they can't deliver on that yeah Yeah. that's a great great point but listen folks this has been a solid two plus hour show Final super chat of the day comes into us from Keo Walker, generous friend. His second super chat. He said, "Halo Infinite's theater films, created between eleven fifteen and twelve seven, will become unavailable tomorrow on twelve eight. Uh, that's that's very disappointing. Are, are those those shorts that I guess maybe he's talking about? Those Halo Infinite shorts. I don't know why Halo would pull those back. I mean, might Microsoft pull those back? But we'll, I guess we'll find out. Uh, maybe they're trying to put them all into one." package kind of a thing and release it out there for us to watch i i'd love to see them all in one shot 
be honest with you, instead of getting the little pieces that we were getting. But folks, listen, I want to thank everyone. We had well over 300 people here today. Uh, great way to celebrate Halo Week. Tomorrow is Halo Infinite's uh, coming out party, so to speak. I cannot wait to get into it. I know everyone is going to be walking away from Halo multiplayer, at least for a bit, to get down with uh, the first Halo Infinite single-player campaign since 2015's uh, Halo 5. And I think that based on all the reviews that we've seen, they have hit it out of the park, and I could not be more excited and happy for 343 Industries and everyone that was involved in bringing us uh, Halo Infinite, both multiplayer and single-player Let's get to the outros. We'll start first with Zemi Games. Zemi, we know what you're doing right after this podcast. You're going to shoot people in the face and laugh at them while you're doing it. How, where could people reach out to you on social media and also check out Constant Gamer on YouTube? Boom. I never laugh at them. I never no. laugh at them. No. You're, you're no, always they, safe and you cry for them. You, you, you I do. Tears, I do. Tears, I do. You know, I actually. <laughs> True story. There is a guy who was driving a, a, a brute chopper in Halo one day, and 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 I felt bad for him. So I actually stood there, like in the middle of the road, and I wanted him to like run me over. That's how nice of a person I am, because there's an achievement for uh, running someone over with a brute chopper. If there, I'm not, there, there is. I, I got that achievement. Yes. And 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 so that's how charitable uh, charitable of a soul I am in Halo, right? <laughs> you know, I never trash talk. I don't laugh at the people I absolutely uh you know destroy uh, murder uh murder um no i'm 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 such a wonderful person in halo no uh, none of that's probably true but Thank, anyway. thanks to you i learned a lot of new curse words in me so <laughs> i don't know what you. you're talking about i don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, no constant is my youtube channel uh go check it out i do a bunch of gaming related content um you know, so uh, check out the YouTube channel once again. It's called Constant Gamer. Watch some videos if you like what you see. Hit that subscribe button. You guys can also follow me on Twitter at Zimmy Games. I post food pics. I did yesterday. I had a wonderful lunch at Chewy's. It's a Mexican restaurant. Um, and you know, I post other things like gaming news and and so on and so forth. Just the typical things that you would expect uh, someone like me to post on Twitter is what I do. So you can follow me over there at Zimmy Games. Boom. Fantastic show as always. I can't wait to uh, hopefully jump into some Halo with you later on this evening. Uh, new challenges just came out, and then of course the campaign tomorrow. Super excited. Yes, me too. Uh, actually, Keel Walker uh, 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 explains what what he meant. Theater Films is the full match videos that automatically record. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, I mean, listen, we're going to be doing a lot of recording for it. So I mean, again, I. Maybe maybe that's just them, you know, moving it from the beta to the official release, which uh, will be tomorrow. Uh, but the, thanks a lot for the information, Kyo. Definitely appreciate that as always. Pong Soul Brothers, please by all means sell your brand. Talk about what other shows you want, and quite frankly, there's a few of them. But more <laughs> specifically, the Saturday Living Split Screen with your brother Steel Rain, who had the day off and is listening in the background of today's podcast. Steel, what's up, brother? Hopefully, you are doing well. Uh, talk about that. Where can people reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media? Yeah, absolutely. What a great show. Uh, great topics. Great discussion. Chat was involved. Love the talk in there. Uh, Speculation Town in full force today. I love it. I love it. I love it. But it was a great show. This was a great time to be a gamer overall. Brothers, I appreciate every single one of you. Chat, all of you, nothing but love and respect for coming out and supporting us all the time. Uh, just greatly appreciate it. 
Uh, but man, what a way to start a Tuesday morning. So look, you can find me Pong Soul, uh, Xbox, Twitter, you know, the drill there. Follow me, follow you back. Uh, otherwise, Thursday, the gaming gods have shined upon myself and Mav. The game awards are going live during our show. So we are going to have a game awards special show. Good for you, brother. Thursday. That's excellent. That's Good. right. PM in the PM. Pong and Mav in the PM over on Fun Speculations channel. We start the show at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time, about 30 minutes before the Game Awards start. So we're going to have live reactions, everybody. Come join Mav and myself on Thursday night. Fun Speculations channel again. Fridays, Xbox Ultimate. Fun uh, Fun Speculations channel again. Mav will talk about this. But the uh, Magnificent 7 I had missed last week, so I cannot wait to get back at it this week on Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern. 8 o'clock Central Time. Join us there. Saturday mornings, living split screen. That's right. My brother from another, Steel Rain and I, bringing it live, raw, and uncut, as he likes to say. Get your Saturday morning started. Three hours plus, him and I covering all topics across the entire industry, non-console-centric. Uh, we are just about talking gaming community all things going on you're going to get rants last week we were on fire both him and i were just over the top last week but we were having such a great time doing it uh so come check us out there 10 a.m eastern nine o'clock central time living split screen split screen is all one word please come join us uh and see if you like our show and subscribe we just passed 400 over thanksgiving we're on our way to a thousand so we need to get there but we want people who want to be a part of our show uh not just to get the subs uh we're we're about uh having people that enjoy us uh, as we enjoy them. So come see us. Uh, otherwise, Saturday nights, the shop podcast with PTK Blam, Centurion, Fuzzy Belvedere, and myself, nine, uh, excuse me, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time. We end your Saturday in a, on a fantastic note. Great, great talks over there. Please come check us out. That's PTK Blam's channel. Otherwise, it is the golden age of gaming. Please, I know it's all Halo, 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 but look, there's a lot of other good games out there. A lot. Trust me. There's not. Me as a grazer. But Halo. Look, How look. dare you, sir? <laughs> I'm a grazer. So I'm everywhere. All right. So I'm going to be checking out Halo as well, obviously. But there's a lot of good stuff out there. Chorus, if you guys have guys and gals. Yeah, I'm buying it today, out. dude. I, I just I have look, I, I forgot to release. I, I, I held out because of halo but that is on my list for it's sure it's got to be on your list go check out the videos if you're into space shooters in any way shape or form the reviews have been mixed but generally positive let me tell you it's one of the best space uh space shooter games that i've played in a long long time it is excellent, excellent. and it's 40 excellent bucks stuff. by the way 40 bucks mm -hmm. not a full yeah. price yeah. game either well worth it uh so please go check that out but there's a ton of games out there go enjoy can't wait for the game awards play what you love love what you play and i will be talking to you real soon gamers that yeah, thank you so much for that and Boxenberger, you tell, tell everyone about the video you just put out yesterday which was fantastic uh, and also, where can people subscribe to your growing YouTube channel and reach out to you on social media? Yeah, first, thanks, of course, for having me. Uh, you know, it's always a pleasure here hanging out with Thank the bros. You, um, it's a highlight of my week. And uh, the chat is also always awesome. Uh, great community here. So thanks, everyone. Everywhere on uh, the Boxenberger. Right. Um, yeah, where I do have um, my... 
yeah, and I do have a small but growing uh, YouTube channel. As you said, I just put out a video about the Game Awards. Um, not the awards themselves, but, you know, the Game Awards have become this event where publishers and developers make the big announcements at the end of the year. It's kind of like a mini E3, to be yes. honest. I think mm -hmm. it's the second biggest um, gaming announcement event, uh, if, you, if you want to call it that. Um uh, um, we have each year and I made a little uh, video about what we can expect to see what are the rumors and uh, of course a, a, a few predictions from my side so definitely check that out and if you're into that kind of content also consider to hit the like and subscribe button on the video so Otherwise, I see you guys in two weeks. I won't be able to make it next week. I'm out of town um, Monday to Wednesday next week. So no, we'll we got to cancel in. the entire show now. Yeah, cancel yeah. everything. Everyone cancel it. <laughs> I miss you. I, I try to tune in and, and listen, but I won't be able to join next week. So I see you guys in two weeks then. Well, thank you so much for that, brother. Definitely appreciate the uh, what you bring to this show. And last and no way least, Ma, uh, uh, Mav, do me a favor, brother. Tell everyone not only where they could subscribe to your growing YouTube channel, not only where they could reach out to you on social media. Talk about what you got going on Thursday, PM in the PM. Uh, the gaming gods have indeed blessed you. And you're going to be, guys, I would imagine, going to cover it. I will not be covering it. I, I'm going to be talking about it on Friday morning's Breakfast with Boom. I'm going to sit back and just be a fan for a second and enjoy the show or at least try to enjoy the show because uh, there's going to be a lot of world premieres. Supposedly, there are three massive first-party Xbox games being there. Hellblade 2 being one of them. Um, that pretty much has been uh, almost confirmed. A lot of people have been talking about that. Tell everyone about that, Mav. Yeah, man. They also said that there's like four uh, games that they're going to announce. Day, yes. Day one on PC as yes. well for ga Game Pass. Yes. Uh, it's, it's awesome, man. Great time to be an Xbox fan. Great time to be a gamer. Um, for gaming content, plus also movies and stuff, uh, check out Fun Speculation on YouTube. We're roughly about 80 subs away from 2K. Nice, uh, dude. Ho hoping to hit it by the by the end of the year. It'd be, it would be awesome. So if you guys ha have a chance, if you haven't checked it out yet, go check it out. We have lots of shows uh, that we do, including yesterday we did uh, tidbits where we kind of look ahead at the games coming out for the week. This week was a big week because we got Halo, obviously, right? Uh, I'm here every week uh, that I can be for Xbox Factor Podcast, one of the best podcasts out there. Thank you, um, sir. Wednesdays is Fun Pop on Fun Speculation, where we talk movies, TV shows, and all that fun stuff. Uh, we had a great discussion last week about Tom Holland. I found out there's not a lot of Tom Holland fans out there, uh, in our chat at least. So, hey. No, I can't uh, believe that. I love that kid. Yeah, man. Yeah, me too. It's okay. It's okay. It's just our chat, I think. They just don't like it. I don't know. <laughs> um, then Thursdays, uh, like Pong said, PM in the PM, usually Pong and I will deep dive on some topic similar to some of the subjects that we had today. But uh, this week is going to be very special because the Game Awards are here, yep. as Pong says. So we're going we're gonna to give it our all. We're going to cover it live and have a blast. I expect it to be the best Game Awards we have ever seen as far as reveals and trailers so yeah, i am same, super pumped about same. that and because of that happening on thursday and because of halo launching tomorrow friday night on xbox ultimate podcast at 9 p.m eastern time it is going to be insane if you want to see extremely happy gamers excited to talk about stuff come 
tune in to the Magnificent Seven on Xbox Ultimate Podcast Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And then the one last show. I know, everybody. I'm sorry. FSP is on Saturdays uh, where we have a non-console specific podcast as well. We talk about everything. So we'll be able to dive into the other things that were revealed at the Game Awards as well on Saturday on Fun Speculation Podcast with Gaming Key and Fuzzy Belvedere. So I hope to see everybody there. And thank you for watching this awesome show, everybody. Well, thank you very much. Definitely appreciate that. And of course, I want to thank all the Super Chats that came in. Uh, You folks power the show and allow us uh, the ability to do big giveaways. The next big one is coming. Uh, Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick. We'll be giving away over $500 of both digital and physical prizes. Uh, we'll be making that announcement on what uh, breakfast at Boom. I believe it's going to be not this one, the following one right before Christmas, because obviously Christmas Eve would be the one that we're not, uh, there will be no show because, you know, obviously we're going to be spending time with family. Uh, but we will be, of course, uh, doing that giveaway. It's something we do. We have been doing this be the fourth annual one. And uh, like I said, we'll make the announcement on what we will be giving away. And all you got to do is show up. Obviously, if you are a channel member, or a person that uh, that drops in super chats, you get additional entries, and uh, obviously just a better chances your uh, your cha- you know gives you a better chance to win one of the prizes. And if they are physical prizes, they will be mailed out that weekend. So if you do win something that you want to maybe potentially give away for the holidays, you'll have it in time for said holiday that you celebrate. Uh, of course, I want to thank my panel for being here. This, we wouldn't have a show without them. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that is important to me. Hopefully, one day it will be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And it was very simple, folks. Treat others how you want to be treated. Also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast.